literally was gonna. The first thing I was gonna say is sometimes you'll do Zoom podcasts, yeah. and, and they're just like, "Okay, we can record." And I was like, "We spoke for like twenty minutes." I know, and it was so usable <laughs> and natural, and now it's not recorded. <laughs> well, no, no we yeah. can still go there. We just, just hit record, whatever. You, uh, um, <laughs> you don't have to use it. It could be random. Uh, do I produce? I have. Mm-hmm. With, I have like. I wouldn't be able to do it alone. I have mm-hmm. like my best friend who's produced my albums and stuff and does front of house for the strokes. We've, we've done records together, but I'm, I'm just trying to, I set up a demo studio in Eagle Rock. So I was telling mm-hmm. you yesterday yeah. and I'm just trying to, uh, write good songs with people. Yeah. Just, you know, why couldn't you do it alone? You think produce? Yeah. Maybe I just like teamwork. I feel like mm-hmm. it, I, 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 I know people who would fill in my weaknesses. And mm-hmm. so I like making a, a team. What are your conscious weaknesses that come to your head? I mean, if I was producing, I don't think, I think sonically I could hear stuff that I like, but I wouldn't know how to achieve it or it might take too long, mm-hmm. you know, and I might, it's fine if I'm doing it myself, but yeah. it might not be someone's sound. So it's better like trying to find it together with someone than like being the person miking and doing everything with, with, with the gear. Some people are really good at that. Yeah. Is that what you mean specifically by know how to achieve it? Like the technical aspect of sure, it? Sure. Technical parts of it. And sometimes it's fun to, I don't know. I have friends who are multi-instrumentalists and you have them be part of, of that and they can help you find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I mean, that's just the ultimate goal would be to have like a, a team to go in and like write and record. Mm-hmm. And so you could still let people do their thing, but you could um, I don't know, create a, I think it's a more powerful vibe. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that you surrender to collaboration. That's like, yes, I, I think like I, I, I crave it. Yeah. I don't even want to, I like I did it myself. It's like, doesn't like cool, but <laughs> what do you mean? I think this sometimes when you're younger, you want to have, or at least mm-hmm. myself, I thought I wanted to have like done something myself. Is that what are you are you referring to your solo stuff? Is that what you're referring to? Um, wow, we really <laughs> people don't know I'm talking off camera over there. Um, yeah, I guess that's how it started. Wow, really, it got it got a random thing got deep quite fast. Um, yeah, I guess I. Uh, well, I just let's try to find the good answer for that. It's almost like I needed to learn how to complete things. Mm-hmm myself maybe to be a better uh partner in a group do you think that like, or that was my hope i don't yeah. know if i achieved it or that's what i was trying to achieve do you th- was that the like the main like what drove you the most that desire to like i need to accomplish something by myself was that kind of what drove that i mean it's strange <clears throat> so many factors in success you know like i I got into music more for writing songs at first. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like, wow, it's really boiling in here now, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> do you like, want the AC? It is like, I'm just really? like, are you <laughs> doing this on purpose? Like, it's just like, whatever I'll you turn, need, just, just take it. I'll turn the AC on. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just funny. The, the, the BPM of the conversation yeah. just Yeah, I'm just like, mm. Also, before I forget, this is Albert Hammond Jr. from oh, The Strokes. Yes. And yes. I have not introduced you because yeah, we just right. immediately I mean, we got don't into- need to. I mean, we can always, that's always can be a. Yeah. Or it's kind of funny. The so podcasts are, it's hard to, if you had a conversation over dinner, right? Mm-hmm. You would ha- you would go in waves. Totally. It'd be really fun. You'd be like, oh, I wish people could like, if you have a good conversation, could hear that. Yeah. But it wouldn't be like beginning, middle and an end. It would be so random. Yeah. You know, and that's what's kind of like fun about it. But jumping back, what did you ask me again? 
like what fueled you to kind of make that decision? And then you were saying that you were mostly oh. driven by songwriting. Oh yeah, well just like, it, so it started and you have this success and I, 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 I've always wanted to write songs and I didn't know how to bring stuff fully to the, to the band and Julian like understood writing so well. And so it was like, I just thought if I went off and wrote some stuff, I'd be better coming back. Yeah. You know? And I, I didn't, I wouldn't even think I was going to tour it. I wasn't even trying to like make a record. Mm-hmm. I was just like, if I don't leave this demo stage that I'm in at home, I'm not even going to write more music. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I really had to, I wanted to finish stuff and be like, cool. Now I can throw it away and just start something yeah. new. But you achieve that with your soul. Like you, you clearly have like, like what it takes to do it, which I feel- I have a problem. I'm just, I feel like a constant failure. <laughs> what do you, I mean, yeah, that's like part of being an artist. I feel like- this Literally, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want, I don't want to get the wrong impression. Like in creating, sometimes when you're creating something new, you can feel godlike, like, oh mm-hmm. my God, I understand it. My purpose in life, mm-hmm. I put these two pieces together, this melody or something's moving you just right or the sound. But that comes with the, the flip side of like, why am I even doing this? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, why do you think that that question comes? Like, why? Why after, am I even doing why, this? Why after success do you think that comes? I mean, I think. Well, maybe it came differently when I was younger. It's such blind ambition when I was younger. I don't even. I look back. I'm like, who is that person? Mm-hmm. Is it the naiveness you'd say? It was the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess so. But I, I mean, I feel like you always have to. Maybe that's what's. I don't, I don't know because I only have my experience, but it comes with like being really young is you just have to have blind ambition. If not, you wouldn't mm-hmm. do anything. Everything yeah. would seem impossible. You just have to like believe. Yeah. It's so. like before cynicism, I feel like almost. Oh, it's, that's interesting. I mean, that's like one way of looking at sure. it. Sure. Like you're not jaded by... I did a whole... It was a whole concept of my last solo record that was to that. Like I made a persona, um, an alter ego... Because I felt like I'd been in the business so long that like that I wanted to go on stage. I did this through like a dream workshop for mm-hmm. acting. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, yeah, I need to be like the kid who fell in love with music has to be the kid who goes out on stage. Mm-hmm. I can't be thinking of like the show or the travel or like all the all the stuff you did or the record label. Because if not, you you'll just hate it and you won't know what you're doing and so mm-hmm. i made like an effort to try to do that what was alter ego francis trouble okay yeah is the name yeah. of the record and that was like i was a twin yeah that passed away my mm-hmm. at five months my mom didn't know she had twins and like um she lost not at five months born but at five months in the belly she lost it and they went to the hospital and they were like you don't have a baby and then like mm-hmm. a few weeks later she felt weird and they they were like no, you still have a baby, and that was me. Yeah, damn. <laughs> I was still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I mean, who knows? It reminds me of that Family Guy. Like I was just like, oh, get out. <laughs> uh, but it hit me really hard that I was that close to someone, and so I liked the idea of the alter mm-hmm. alter ego. Was that his? Was it a boy? Did it was we, a did, boy. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Name Francis or no? No, no, it wasn't. I don't know if they had names. To be honest, I just. Um, this is where your imagination took it. Yeah, I mean, it's really silly. If you really want to know, I was I when I I dated this this uh, I dated uh, Agnes Dean in like 2008, and we I used to walk down the street, and I was like, we had these little dogs, Lola, and it was like they walked down like they were like 
you know, like, uh, like bouncers. So I was like, trouble was the name that they gave me. And I just liked saying that. Yeah. So I just liked trouble. And then I was like, I don't know. I like the name Francis. I don't know why, maybe because the Frank Black. Mm-hmm. And he could. Yeah. So I was just like Francis Trouble. It just seemed mm-hmm. like a, and I just, the, so that was volume one. And I just did a double album. It doesn't come out till June. That's the opposite of that. So that was like a live band front man be this thing I want it to be except that I'm fronting it have my name there and even though I did an alter ego mm-hmm. uh, and then do this thing where it's just like me Gus produces it and then my mm-hmm. friend Colin who was in that band record everything in the box with drum machines and we mm-hmm. just did 19 songs as like a deconstruction of the alter ego mm-hmm. and then I don't know where I'm gonna go from that just Slow jams. <laughs> <laughs> How does it vary in sound from the last album? I mean, the last one feels like a, a band in a room, right? And we were. We were figuring stuff out in the room. Um, and this is like, feels very in in the box. So maybe it's almost closer to my f- first one because it feels like something. It still has like drive, but it feels like something you could probably get into, you know, living room, get stoned, listen mm-hmm. to it kind of thing. Yeah. Though I still think you can blast it. It has songs that, I don't want to give the wrong impression, it has songs that are, I don't even know how to describe stuff, like movable, <laughs> danceable, <laughs> make you feel cool. <laughs> Just like, yeah, roll down the window. <laughs> I mean, with 19 songs, some of them better make you feel cool. If not, you're yeah. not going to get through that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I always send it to people. I'm like, look, just take your time. Just do a few at a time. I know it can be a lot to swallow. Mm-hmm. I mean, a- a- LA is good for that though. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like you can just drive and listen to music. Yeah. Yeah. There's also so much like music here to listen to. So it's nice. There is. Yeah. There's a lot. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Is this your spot or just to yeah, film it? This is my apartment. Yeah. Oh. Welcome. Oh, hello. Hello apartment. <laughs> Yeah, Very I used cool to, I lamp. used to film actually at Jesse's apartment. He was the first that was that was the first podcast location. It was just his house. Yeah, his guest house. Yeah, by coincidence because it was in COVID. By coincidence, like, you just showed up to his house. Who by like by time of um, my friend was staying there. Jesse, just a lucky man, isn't he? Just coincidentally, <laughs> no. My friend. I mean, I don't even know if I'm gonna include. I mean, my friend was staying there at his guest house during COVID. It should just be whatever. Do a private thing. It should just be a long. Boo. We're like still talking. Blank, just like, <laughs> what are they saying? <laughs> or it could be one of the 19 tracks from your new album. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would love to hear. But um, my friend was staying there because of COVID and didn't have an apartment, and neither did I. I was moving back from New York, and I didn't have a place here. I didn't want to stay during COVID. And Jesse was like, "You can stay at my guest house with Josie, like the girl that was staying there." And then I really Man, wanted I to start Josie. this. Do you know Josie? You know Canseco? Oh. Different Josie. No. I do, blonde? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I do know her, but weirdly because, oh my God, I show up to such strange things. <laughs> my life, just sometimes I'm like. Also, so does Josie. Josie is uh, everywhere all at once. I know, but I'm almost 43, so I feel I feel weird being in the, I'm trying not to because I feel like I don't want to be one of those guys. I want to be in the middle where like you still can go out and be older, but you're yeah. also not like. The old guy in the room trying to be young. I think you've accomplished that. Is that okay? Yeah. Do I, I, yeah. I can't tell. So I just like, I, I don't mind. I'm always trying to find balance. I make so many mistakes. My God. It's like embarrassing. I'm like looking up. I don't believe in God, but I just, I'm looking up um, at this NFT party, this mm-hmm. NFT house. Mm-hmm. They were gifting me an NFT and I was like, 
All right, I'll go. I don't even know what an NFT really is. And it's like, I mean, it was a cool thing. They're storing it for me because people can steal it if you don't have the right wallet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. But she showed up and there was this kid, Jaden, who was like, sings with, was singing that night, who I actually met in Brazil at Lollapalooza. Mm -hmm. He was like, not Jaden Smith or a different Jaden. Yeah, the guy was friends with Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know is it that them. Jade? I don't know if it's that Jaden. Could it, not, a, not Will like a, Smith's kid. No, okay. no, 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 no. He has a oh, butterfly think, tattoo okay. here. I don't, I don't fucking. Sings like power pop. It was such a strange coincidence <laughs> seeing him, and then and then yeah, and then her and some like DJ who's like twenty four DJs like crazy big stuff in Las mm -hmm. Vegas, and I have no idea who any of these people are, and they yeah. probably like looking at me like I'm in like a long <laughs> trench coat. <laughs> blue pants like bright blue pants you have an interesting style i really like your style oh thanks it's very specific to you and you care which is cool it it is specific to me i do care and i've been it's not like uh i've cared since i was three years old you have cared That's my mom saying. used to tell me before i no, she I, she would tell me like yeah, I think you, I wouldn't be like I am now at yeah. three, but I was always pretty specific. I was like, I don't know if I really like that. And mm -hmm. like, I would describe stuff even like to like how my socks feel or yeah. like I'd buy pants. I'd be like, I don't like the way they, they fit here. Mm -hmm. No, that's interesting. <laughs> you it's, know, it's, I used to roller skate at nine, 10 and 11. And I used to have some, some pretty like roller skate, the way figure skating is, but mm -hmm. on roller skates, yeah. like the jumps and with a partner. Mm -hmm. So I used to have Wait, like, what? I'll sh I can show you a photo. Wait, that's a, that's a branch of roller skating. Is that kind of roller skating like with partners? Yeah. You know, figure skating with ice yeah. skates, just like that, but with roller skates, I didn't Wait, do what? same jumps, yeah. but they would do triple axles. I would just do an axle cause I was nine years Damn. old. I don't have the power to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I had a partner that I would pick up and mm -hmm. spin around. Would it be in a rink just with no ice? Just like a, a kind of like concrete like roller rink. Like Moonlight yeah. Roller Rink in Glendale. I yeah. don't know if you, are you from here? I'm no. from Toronto. Ah. But I've lived here. My, my sister. Toronto. Lived, yeah. Great. That's my friend Gus's favorite city? hockey team is Toronto. Oh, Toronto Maple Definitely Police? not yeah. favorite city. We're pretty bad, but <laughs> you know, we have a good fan he's base. He's just like the biggest, he got me into hockey. He's like the biggest Maple Leafs fan. Do you watch sports? I do like sports. Yeah. Which sports do you watch? I love tennis. Interesting. Love tennis. I watched Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. I just got to go after like, it was so exciting to go to Wimbledon. It was unbelievable. I would mm -hmm. go every year if I could. Mm -hmm. It was such a gift. So tennis, I like all big events. I'll watch Super Bowl or the World Cup. or Yeah. I, I mean, I really like the game. I like getting into. Do you play? I mean, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've, some part of me always wanted to be uh, an athlete. I just, I remember there was, not, I'm not saying that I could have done something like that, but I have like two Sides, personalities yeah. and I chose one side more, but I was still very athletic and like, mm. um, I'm trying to gain that back in some ways. Like I, during COVID, I tried learning to surf. I like to exercise. I weirdly like stuff that's opposite of what you would think, like, what makes me truly happy is going to sleep early and waking up early and creating early in the morning. Like mm -hmm. I love early hours of the morning, but you have to be so disciplined because they're not fun if you're tired. Yeah. It's not like if you set the alarm and you're like, oh my God, it's the early morning. Mm -hmm. But if you wake up naturally in the morning and there's something about the sun coming up and it's just awesome. I don't know how I jumped from that, from tennis. <laughs> how early do you wake up? I'm like a guy who's, does, who's done a lot of cocaine, who's <laughs> not on cocaine talking. I'll just like... <laughs> keep rambling and no, then I'll watch myself back and I'll be like, 
Just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. No, I love it. It's, I think it's you, it, just there's, shut up. <laughs> there's an acceptance I think you need to have that shut like. Shut up! I'm, I'm, not you talking have, to you. I'm not talking to you. I think there's an acceptance you need to have that you just have a personality and it's your personality and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, I, it's just who you I, are. I agree. That's It's charming and I love it. Okay, good. I, that reminds me of this uh, Bob Dylan thing. Um, oh, God, I forget what it's called. It's a famous one, that famous one that he had. I saw it at uh, when I first moved to New York. I went to the. Yeah, saw a film. Is that? Oh, okay. What do you mean, no, saw a film? A bill, a bill. Yeah, like a documentary, like like. Uh, yeah, uh, it was the one before. He put it together, but he wasn't. The original footage was from someone else. Um, I saw it at the museum of, mm-hmm. for radio and television, and he was saying that too. The first time he saw it, he was just like, "Oh my god, who is this guy?" And then he was like, "You know what? That's just the character who I am when I have a camera on me." Mm-hmm. And then, like, when once he started liking it, and that's how I, I can let go of it when I don't see myself talk. Like when I'm just walking, I'll be like, "That's yeah, fine." Is, is it the the aspect of a camera? Like that's what shifts it. Like if it was just you and I talking, do you? No, think- no, no. I would be the same. No, I could be even more. The camera <laughs> might like shift, like. Uh, it's so. Hard. I think people want genuine people. But nowadays, sometimes it can be hard because to be really genuine, you make mistakes mm-hmm. all the time. You say yeah. stuff, you're like, oh, I don't even know what I was saying. Not that I'm, I plan on saying anything weird, but <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it just becomes, I think things, you you change a little bit when, when there's cameras on you. Totally. It's <laughs> self-consciousness is what it you is. Know? Like that's, I think there's even like an Andy Warhol kind of exhibition on this of like what happens to a person when a camera's on them, just like what they'll do. Like people, everyone changes and that's, well, that's a little, the whole nature. A little bit of a character, right? Totally. Well, like, you change, it's just like, even if it's off, like, and they don't know it's off, it's like they'll change because they have no, they have no idea how to act once there's like an aspect of self-consciousness. Doesn't that even happen? Or pressure. I was talking to you here and there was nothing, it'd be very different than at a restaurant or mm-hmm. friends in the room. You would just, you could, you would be different. I know even when I'm comfortable on stage, I'm still like, there's still a little bit of a, it's still me, but it's a little bit of a character of me. It's mm-hmm. not like all of me, like at home, I'm not like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm not like, or I'm talkative here and I might be quiet at home. I might have the exact opposite. Yeah. That'd be weird though if I came here and I was just like... <laughs> I would accept it. I would have to. Great. <laughs> she would accept it. <laughs> I would just think you're going through something, <clears throat> which I guess we both are. Always going through stuff. No? Yeah. It's part of it. You're going through stuff? Yeah, I guess. But I guess it's just part of life. Like, <laughs> you it's guess? Just, like, yeah. You got to know if you're going through stuff. Yeah, no, I guess. I, mean, <laughs> I think it's a lack of acceptance. Of just <laughs> yeah, like that, life. That, I can, that I can understand. I guess that's what the I guess is, is not wanting to fully... As well, soon as you say I'm going through stuff. It's also just like, like poor me. Like who fucking cares? Everyone's going through stuff. Like it's not, so it's like sure, that. But you know? then in that, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I think that mm-hmm. all the time. And I end up having this, like, I'm a crazy person talking to myself. I, I agree. There's people, you can be like, I'm very lucky regardless of what I'm going through. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't feel sad about things yeah. or like it feel like it's affecting you. Cause that would, I don't know, that defeats... Just because someone's having a worst 
time. I mean, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good way to bring you back maybe, or like to remind yourself to have gratitude, but, but it doesn't mean you can't forget all that. And then you feel, and then, and then not having gratitude, you feel bad that you feel bad. Yeah. When you should be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> you can't like deny your own pain, but I, I there's an aspect of like keeping perspective. That's the name of my podcast, denying what? your pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! No, that's, I, that's that's the world that I live in. What type of Hi, Albert Hammond Jr. here. Uh, welcome to Denying Your Pain. I would love that podcast. I, would I know I should to that. start it. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, you you guys have your shit together here. It's pretty amazing that what the the, the setup. Well, I'm just saying that you're not even the setup. I just mean like committing to doing stuff. Thank you. I mean, I mean, it takes, I think people don't realize if they see something that there's a commitment to it besides, mm -hmm. you know, you call people, you have conversations, mm -hmm. setting up, you're editing it, you're putting it out, then you're going to do more. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like a thought process. It's not just like, we weren't just hanging out here and it was like, oh, let me pull out some yeah. cameras. Yeah. You know, it, it feels like that though, to a, to a level, it feels like the comfortableness of that. Like, like, like we even like, this was so last minute and I, I love that. Like that's, I think this is the most yeah. last minute. I was driving by and you were just like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> come inside. You thought I was your Uber. <laughs> Albert, uh, I, I don't know you. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's definitely a commitment to this. And I'm, I, when I started this, I didn't have one and I didn't really commit to it because of that. You didn't like have I, commitment? I, or didn't, you didn't, I have... didn't have a contract. So I'm in a contract now, so I have to commit. Oh, you have a contract. Yeah. I think like the drive of this was, um, I think it's cool to have like a timestamp of like people in their life, like forever. Like I'll have these videos and interviews forever. Forever. Yeah. Like that's just cool. Jeez, no thank God she didn't pitch it to me. I really feel <laughs> like with these things and this like, Axl Rose thing, I really feel like we should... <laughs> You would like two mic stands, like talking <laughs> to each other, like. Yeah. No, these are that. These are, with words. I know these. These mics are pretty. These were no, just the great. first ones I got lent. Like they're when great. I got lent equipment, you stole and them. I stepped I them out. Yeah. Say it again. You stole them. Yeah. Well, someone lent them to me. Like my my first equipment. My first. <laughs> right, equipment. but you still have them. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't. He didn't lent it to you yesterday, right? <laughs> no, I re I re I repurchased. Oh, I repurchased. Oh, yeah. oh, right. I was just like. No, they lent it to me a few years ago. It's not, <laughs> that's not taking them. No, that's the, that's the definition of it. Yeah. I changed my number. <laughs> yeah. Got I had to move. Equipment. Yeah. You know, these mics aren't that expensive. <laughs> like a hundred bucks. Like literally. Yeah. No, I got my own equipment eventually. Like the 58 version of the Shure. It's very, they're very durable. Yeah. Are they? I don't know. Sure. Do you like geek out over this kind of stuff, like equipment? Or is that kind of like, it doesn't, goes over your head? Uh, no, it doesn't go over my head. I, I've I've had studios. I've I I had a Tascam four track when I was sixteen that I'd make little demos, and so even the little I had a big studio upstate for a bit. But even the, uh, the Strokes did angles and come down machine or partly come down machine on. Um, no, I love gear. I've tried to like make it so it's like usable because I, I mm -hmm. like it so much that I'll make it so big that I need people to help me. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of pointless because then I never use it. I, I That's the problem I have. <laughs> um, but no, no, I totally geek out over it. There's mm -hmm. this guy in Sweden who makes, who bought all the Mellotron sounds and makes this new Mellotron. He digitized everything and it's, but he made it look like a beautiful Mellotron. It's just, it's an amazing, everyone should have one really. It's mm -hmm. an amazing sounding keyboard. 
Uh, You're someone, correct me if I'm wrong, you use the same guitar for the most part, right? You don't switch it. Yeah, my white Strat is pretty, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's gotten, just because I've had it for 20 years. I do change, I do have a few guitar changes on stage. Usually guitar changes on stage, I'll let everyone into a little secret, are kind of bullshit to the mm -hmm. audience because when you're running through an amp that then runs through a PA that you're hearing, I mean, the front of house guy could change your sound where even what you're hearing isn't what's what they're hearing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more either a tuning thing or a feel thing mm -hmm. or in your subtle difference in your, your years. It's just like it's all like um, the same way athletes have their own mental game to keep them like, oh, no, I need this guitar. It feels yeah. like this or it sounds like this to me. And athletes like I got to wear these socks when I play. They're just like. Yeah. I feel like I can run faster. It's more it's more like that. And, yeah. and a lot of times even just tuning wise. So you don't you can dig into it and two songs in you get a new guitar and they'll tuning that one and you don't need to like be fiddling with stuff. Yeah. Depends the size of venue. Smaller venue, it's kind of charming. Mm -hmm. Once you're playing like open for the chili peppers, you don't wanna like you're playing a stadium, you're playing arenas, like doesn't what you do on stage doesn't come across the same way. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like <clears throat> In a small room, you can, energies like, pop, 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 pop. You can feel, I can do like a little, I could do this subtle thing yeah. and everyone can feel if it, if it means something with how I'm singing. You're not going to feel that yeah. at the top of, uh, of the forum, you know, like yeah. you need your, your performance and how you're giving and you, it has to be different. Mm -hmm. But what you haven't played, you haven't played a small room probably in so long. Uh, well, every once in a while we've done uh, you did the we, Celine show actually that's, but that's not that wasn't yeah, a show Celine Dion so. invited us to Vegas it was fantastic <laughs> um, that was actually a lot of fun because natural chaos happened mm -hmm. for some reason when the five of us are together that happens has happened our whole career like things just happen like that and I think people like that because mm -hmm. it it's it's not planned we weren't yeah. even thinking it and like you know, the show, I don't know if you know, the show got shut down. They got turned off because the crowd got on on stage and Julian was like egging them on. And then but they had said they'd built it and it wasn't strong enough for the crowd. And it was just like, just, you know, they took, someone took my guitar off me in the mm -hmm. middle of a song. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? You know, like, I didn't know what was going on. But all I remember what people spoke about was just they just loved the chaos of it. Yeah. I imagine it made them. I would have liked to have been in the audience and standing up there mm -hmm. and people telling me no. It's like, mm -hmm. I think we, we like that. Yeah. How did you get to that like workout working or opening? Oh, we're going, oh, I thought we were going into, I got really excited, like we, eating and protein. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I, was like, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> I know you want to talk about oh, this, oh, oh, this lunchbox. <laughs> um, Calorie intake. So, what were you saying? How did we get into what? Uh, opening for the chili peppers. Like how did that kind of manifest itself? I think something like that is someone on their team probably just thought this is a really good mm -hmm. bill. Yeah. Chili Peppers, Us, Thundercat, you know, and you kind of like pitch it. And I mean, it was a good bill. I th we had, for opening, we got to play to like, we played full stadiums. Yeah. I mean, they were full. They weren't mm -hmm. like, maybe sometimes it was 80%, but um, it was like an opening act and there was like, 10,000 yeah. people there, you know. Um, we're actually doing a few more now in April and May. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those decisions get, it's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that out of your control? 
I mean, I don't know if I think you can you can pitch for that kind of stuff. I think at this level, when they're looking for someone like us, you don't really pitch it. It comes. Yeah. Unless it's like you hear about it and and managers just think it's it's a good idea or like you like we've we've wanted we did a show in a stadium show in Mexico, our biggest show ever, Mexico mm-hmm. City with um, War on Drugs and Mac DeMarco. Mm-hmm. And it was like amazing little bill. It's like a little festival, right? Um, and it was like, oh, that'd be so cool to do next album we come out with, do like Sheds in America in the summer and do like a three, four act, bill act like that mm-hmm. and have it be like something special. So there you would look for people and like try to or vice versa if someone else was doing it. Uh, but I think on at that big level, they were just like, we're doing this huge stadium tour. Like, mm-hmm. what would be a good act that would yeah. make the bill special like yeah. that? And then management hears it, you hear it, and you're just like, oh, that seems, sounds fun. Or So was that the reaction? Just kind of like, yeah, I'll do it. No, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm you're making it very, it. I'm, well, cause I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about it now. No, it was... I'm just curious. When like, I got if told that, that we were going to, yeah. I, I sang in sixth grade. I sang under the bridge mm-hmm. in the choir for graduation, yeah. like crying. <laughs> um, which I told Anthony Kiedis and he was, he took it as like, you saying I'm old. And I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> no, I'm saying I can't believe I'm here. No, I was, I was, uh, and you're old. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Sweet. Sorry. I'm, okay. Two I'm, things can be true. I'm jo- I know. Yeah. I know. Usually. What did the friend tell me? Is like holding multiple things or contradiction in your hand is like life. Mm-hmm. You know, that I you like could that. want to be here and also there at the same time yeah. as strongly. It's like, you know, that doesn't, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, I'm just going to turn my volume down. And say, <laughs> I was very excited. At, uh, no, when they told me we we're going to play stadiums and how many mm-hmm. and opening for the Chili Peppers, it just sounded, uh, sounded incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm not, I'm not jaded like that. Yeah. I always try to, I've said that in other interviews is you lose, when you lose innocence through living, living life, but also like in something you love to do, you start to like see the business side of it and you could, you know, you start to like, oh, okay, I see there's a whole game. Mm -hmm. I don't mind it. Mm -hmm. Play it. I don't mind playing the game. It's kind of like, Mm because it allows for other stuff, but it can like make you frustrated but then you got to stay curious at things and like like have wonder and like give yourself time to to like how could I even if we didn't do it I would, that's an amazing thing to mm-hmm. go and play stadiums like that you might never do something like that and it was and I think it gave us a taste for yeah. I'd love to be their age and still playing music yeah. have another 20 years of doing this you know we have a weird connection too with just We've known certain people in the band. We've both worked with Rick. And so it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a weird connection with them. Yeah. I don't know if they love it, but it is a weird connection. <laughs> Why do you say that? No, I'm just, no, no reason. I've just pulled off. Is, is that a piece of skin? So much skin here. Are you going to, uh, yeah. <laughs> Naturally. I'm going to spit onto your floor as well. I'm going to do <laughs> You can swallow that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) How is it working with Rick? This is your second album working with him, right? I'm not swallowing it. Uh, Yeah, I guess he broke the the thing about it. 
Um, what do you I mean, mean? It's not. It's not. Uh, Wait. Uh, yeah. I mean, is that public knowledge that you're working? With? I don't. Well, he said it. Okay. And everyone asked me, but it's just like, I think Julian went on Instagram and like spoke about how he said it too soon because it's not. Uh, I'll get that later. <laughs> 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 he said it too soon, and it's mm-hmm. not. Uh, <clears throat> it's not at a place like we still you know, have stuff to do, but, uh, yeah, it was exciting. Mm-hmm. I think what's exciting is that we're just creating. Yeah. Just, and he, he explained it. I would watch, I think it was Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. maybe. What do you say? I don't know. It was just, he, 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 I think he got asked, what's the most beautiful place you recorded? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I just did, I just was doing the beginning of this record with the strokes where they were, where they were recording in Costa Rica. And he just describes mm-hmm. the scenery. Yeah. I feel okay saying it because he already, already said out, it. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm always like the, I've been caught like that where people are asking me and I'm just a, like I said, a talkative person and I don't really like, it's all these rules for stuff and I just feel like yeah. it makes it so boring. I mean, I, to me, the space is fun just because of, you know, it's like a comfortable couch is nicer because it's nicer than a shitty couch or a shower, mm-hmm. you know, like if you have like an amazing shower, just your day might be a little bit better for no reason. Uh, well, for that very reason, actually. So, I mean, this scene, you know, I, I don't think that you just because you're in the sun, you're just going to like <laughs> reggae it up <laughs> and just like lay low. I think you can still be, your personality can still shine through. Maybe some elements will affect it, but because it's affecting your mood and stuff like that. But when I hear back what we did, and I, if I told you we just did it in in a in a studio, I, I don't know if you would think that. I mean, mm-hmm. the new abnormal doesn't sound like it was recorded in Malibu, does it? Was it recorded in Malibu? <laughs> yeah, Shangri La. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and like I don't know, it was a, um, just a marvelous time. Mm-hmm. Got to live at Point Doom. I just I went from like. This, in my mind, this is exaggerated, but I went from like being in that suit you imagine me mm-hmm. in, which is not something I wear every day, mm-hmm. but like to like walk into the coffee shop in the morning looking like Woody Harrelson, like my hair in one of those like bun, you know, like the, yeah. the bands you put on, the push it back, like <laughs> just like no shirt getting sun, like these Lululemon pants that are like kind of like baggy and like sandals. I was just like, oh man, I was so happy. Mm-hmm. I'd really let go. <laughs> I bought in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most I was like, do. I get it. I get it here. Yeah. I get why people are here. Yeah. On the kind of newer albums, there's a kind of shift into synths and less guitars. Is there a reason for that? God, I hate it. You I hate, hate it, it so much. I love the new album, but I, I was just I curious. I love it too. Yeah. I'm the only one who votes. And the reason why I don't like it is because we never, we'll, we'll never play the song if there's mm-hmm. synths on it. And so I'm just kind of like, I don't mind synths. Synths, synths can be cool. I just... I guess during why I brought it up in my head was mm-hmm. I was just like, I was like, we're just so good at being what this, we yeah, are. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like we, I think you could put us on stage, like no lights, just white lights on and like nothing special, even just like one sound, yeah. even though we do a different sounds for our songs and we played it and you'd be like, whoa, mm-hmm. this, this band sounds cool. I think it's yeah. a testament to uh, Julian's writing and just our chemistry together. Mm-hmm. And so... There's something charming about that that I just felt like, oh, I wanted to try not to lose. And that just I just felt like that was my voice to say that. Yeah. Um, Is that influence of Rick or no? Definitely not. Okay. Definitely, definitely not. 
Um, I don't think Rick has a great thing where it's, he doesn't, you could have spent 12 hours on something, five minutes. And if it's something that he thinks is better, yeah. it's better. And it's, it's pretty amazing. He was very hands-on mm-hmm. on that record in a good way. He let us be us. He let us almost be a band again because it was like someone overseeing stuff. So it's yeah. almost like you could be like a kid. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing where we're going back to my studio and like to really get into like creating sometimes you need to, uh, my brain needs to be a kid and not like the guy who knows how to do stuff. As soon as yeah. I know how to do stuff, I just like don't know how to create anymore. I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah. Some people are so good at it and I'm so jealous. Mm -hmm. I have friends who can like produce, do harmonies, be writing the song. And me, I'm just like, just plug me in so I don't forget this fucking part. Yeah. Like, did you hit record? No. Well, I I fucking, I lost it. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Put the mic down. I quit. Walk out. Yeah. I'm so dramatic. No, I I think there's an element. (laughs) I think there's an element that, that, (laughs) that needs to stay like kind of that freeness in order. I mean like forever, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of the beauty of it. I think that's like part of like the childlike charm. Like you, you actually need to keep that. You need a a, a specific amount of free time and things that aren't holding you down. You just need that. You need time. That's the whole thing I try to tell people. It's, it's funny with creating is you actually just need time where you might not be doing anything. I don't mm-hmm. mean time looking at your phone or like, yeah. I mean like literally just like sitting here and like thinking, being bored. Yeah. So when you get bored, that stuff happens. I'm trying to redo that because it's so hard. Life gets complicated and then it's so hard. You know, I'm trying to get back to that. I'm still learning. I feel like everything I say could be totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like- well, I'm just, I'm just in the process. I've said stuff before and I'm like, Sometimes you believe something and you're going for it and then you do it and you're like, sometimes you got to just shut up and do it. I guess it's my what, what, thing. What specifically are you, are you talking I'm about? You, I got to go and I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I, I've been, the biggest thing I've been trying to do is I felt like I'm at a close point of like taking a leap in my guitar playing, mm-hmm. in my songwriting and something is hold my own fears or laziness is holding me back from doing it and I need to create the time and the discipline to do it. I need to give myself, whether it's 30 minutes, three hour chunks, more time during the day to to become something that I've spent my whole life trying to do. And I sometimes can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I, it's very frustrating. And I think it's hard to, maybe it's like you get used to attention. I'm learning a lot about myself really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that's not where, where like uh, a core happiness would come from or like, it's okay to want that, but you have to like part from it and know that whatever goes away in parting from it wasn't, didn't matter to begin with. Yeah. And that if you're doing something for you no one holds it against you and like setting up boundaries, I am like a child basically learning how to be an adult. I, I I get it. I'm (laughs) 43. And I'm going to cry now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fine. I think that's like, no one has to, you don't have to be the same fucking thing as everybody else. You know what I mean? You just do your own thing. Just, there's no one idea you have to be. Uh, you know? Of course, but that's hard to, I think that's the. I think you're fine. That's, a, that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I don't know. Cause clearly I'm saying this. Thank you. I'll take a, com- a compliment or not a compliment, but something that like whatever you want to call it. <laughs> 
thank you. But I also like, it's just like, uh, no, it's, it's like between like, it's, you're talking about like the, the difference between like gratification and like core, like values that make you happy as well. You know, like that yes. straddling that as well. Wow. Yes, actually. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Something that I feel like, I guess I'm, maybe I'm my inner voice. Maybe I'm judging myself too hard because mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, I'm, you know, 43 and I'm two months and have a daughter that I should like know how to do that. And like, mm-hmm. Maybe it's better to be like, yeah, so what? I don't know how to do it. Like, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I don't think there's like any, I want to be comfortable with being me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when that comes. I don't know, but I, I get like judging yourself hard. Like you can't turn that off. Like no one's going to tell you to turn off like the harsh judgment. But I think that's the, that might be the, the reason why that voice exists is to learn how to, sure, you can't turn it off, but learn how to go above it and realize that it's not actually anything that's benefiting you and nothing mm-hmm. you're growing from. And when you're above it, you can see how like tame it actually is. Mm-hmm. And then I think being above something like that, not trying to stop it, just yeah. understanding it and realizing a lot of your thoughts in general just lies in your head anyways, yeah. uh, that you can actually like, I don't know. I don't know what you can do, but I'd like to get there to see what I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm good at talking about it. I'm really bad at doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like being more honest in this room than I've been. <laughs> so funny. So food. <laughs> you really want to I, talk about food? That, no, no, I'm just, well, cause I saw the, I, that is just a meal program. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I was like, I'm, I like going to the gym and I was like, I'm gonna, I have this trainers. I had this neck surgery and he really helps me get like neck surgery. Yeah, my body. I'll, I'll get back. You just give me the finger. You just flashed me the bird. Come on, be professional wow, here. You have, you, have a, you have a contract. <laughs> no, Can't seriously. be doing that. Um, I, on the other hand, I'm just uh, saying, Yeah, I just wanted to like. I was setting up my studio. And I just wanted to like not worry about food and like see if my low energy was like not consuming enough. And mm-hmm. so like I got a certain calorie intake and I, I weirdly like, like setting up things like discipline things. Right? Okay. You can't do that. Or you got to follow this for a month. Were your parents strict? Not that strict. I think that's why you like it to be honest. Oh, I mean, they were like, it was like normal it made sense. And if I didn't like, I had learned that if I didn't, Break the rules that mm-hmm. much. That reminds me of that South Park. Brady broke the rules. <laughs> These uh, are references. <laughs> um, this is what pops in my head. Who, you, have you seen that one with Cartman? Mm-hmm. He's like floating around. Oh my God, you got to pull that up. and I'll put it in. Um, no, I just would get, I could do, I could get away with stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I... My curfew got later and later because I knew I would come home on time or like, mm-hmm. you know, like I wouldn't oh, like. Oh, so you were like a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's so lame. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was good. I was good. And they allowed, but they also allowed me like if I, if I was going to like get stoned or drink, I stayed at home. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not stoned, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw a party in my house when they went away, but that's also because mm-hmm. I'm just really neat and that would annoy me. Mm-hmm. And people like at that age, 
I always was confused. Even at that age, I'd go to a party and be like, why are you fucking up this house? He's literally throwing it. There's a space for us yeah. to have a party. We can do it again <laughs> if you don't break everything. Yeah. Is it just, and, but you know what I mean? I was like an 80 year old man as a 16 mm-hmm. year old. Um, it's like the opposite of how you feel now. Yeah. It switched. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got into the misfits at 30. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I was like, this shit rocks. <laughs> it's like what you get into when you're 15. And it's like, a, and I was into like at 15, I was like, I mean, I still like Phil Collins, but you know, I was like a uh, softer. I didn't know how to be aggressive musically. Um, what do you mean aggressive musically? Just like riffs or like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, rock. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like a little more floaty. You can hear in my first mm-hmm. record. It's a little more floaty. I mean, it's a little more aggressive live than the recording, but it's a little more just like. How, either old, like, how old were you when you wrote that? Some of that stuff was the whole time we were, well, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to remember age. Still living with Julian, like uh, calling an ambulance. We're still with Julian. My four tracks, so 21, yeah. 22. Yeah. I liked that. I liked that album. I liked it. No, I actually, I, I had listened. I didn't even, like, I didn't put it together, but I've, I've listened okay, to that album it. like years ago. I think when it came out, to be honest. 2007? Yeah. I honestly, I, I, I How old I'm, are you? I'm a music fan. No, I'm 24. Uh, but hard. I don't even know what that, well, when were you born then? 98. Don't say 98. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, why? That's, I graduated high school in 98. <laughs> yeah. It's a good year. It? No, it's nice. But I, I loved um, Hard to Live in the City. Yeah. That was a good one. That was like my favorite one. That almost became a Strokes thing. They all, I, I always tried to pitch it for strokes things. I wish it would have. I feel like sometimes even my friends of trouble, like a, some songs, I wish even if parts had become a band thing. Cause I, I, I know my strengths and I, I, I sing cause I like to write songs, but I, in the dynamic of having so many talented people in my mm-hmm. band, if like any little parts of those were band stuff, I know that they would, they would be cool things on their own. Mm-hmm. Not that they're not cool in what I'm doing, but it's just, you know, I, I have, maybe I have the luxury of seeing what both could be, mm-hmm. or like I know what's what like five bright minds together do. Yeah. Um, were so you, when you're alone, no, continue. No, no, no. I, Tell I, me, I, I was gonna ask, like, were, were you writing in the first because, um, like first two albums? Because I know, I know Julian has like I was curious about that because you, no, you clearly they're, have they're like, like his. I did like few small mm-hmm. things and then we would write the solos my solos we'd write yeah together mm-hmm. um but like it depends how you look at sorry but to me like they feel what's funny is when i play them i feel part of it you know mm-hmm. i don't feel like i'm playing someone else's stuff I, maybe i almost even found a voice in playing those songs mm-hmm. like a my personality um because as soon as I was like started writing better songs, to say like in transit was the first one. I was like, whoa, because yeah. I was like taking a clump of something and like spreading it out. So it's like the bass is changing, but the guitar riff is staying in one spot. So it's kind of like creates this world. Mm-hmm. And then I started to, you know, get stuck in that and then the different inversions. And then melodically, you start to find new melodies because of that. Yeah. But I really grew into my own in with being in this band. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why some things, I mean, it's hard to separate yourself. 
will always sound a little bit like each other. Yeah. You know, it's like a gang dress. Same taste. Yeah, yeah, same taste, similar things. So that's why I think I have similar. I just connected to it. I, I might, when you hear it, be like, oh, this sounds strokesy. It's like, well, yeah, I'm in, I'm mm-hmm. in the fucking band. Yeah. <laughs> always when I get interviewed, be like, oh, that sounds like, like, uh, I don't sometimes always agree with them, but when they say it, I'm like, why is that, how is that possibly weird? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I'm pretty integral to the know, band. It's just like, I, I play in the band. <laughs> I, I'm always like, do you not? Yeah. No, you don't see that? Because <laughs> it feels like the most, uh, it feels like an obvious question to me. Mm-hmm. If anything, I got as cool how I got to that here where it was like maybe finding myself mm-hmm. in being in this band and f- being becoming a better songwriter while being in this band and learning how to be a better guitar player while being in this band and learning from everyone is maybe why part of it sounds more like it. Mm-hmm. Or like my voice, I, I don't know. It's so hard to take it away yeah. or pinpoint it, because um, I don't have no, any other reference. Like, would I have gotten to somewhere had I not met them? Yeah. Does it matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. In terms of songwriting, like since that was kind of like the main drive at the time, like if Julian was just writing it, like where, where were you? Were you just writing? Well, for I just your- fell. In, what I meant by that is I just fell in love with people who played guitar, wrote songs yeah. and not like, I wasn't like, I want to be Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to be Roy Orbison. I mm-hmm. wanted to be John Lennon and Lou Reed, you yeah. know, like Buddy Holly. Um, so I wasn't like the guy who plays lead. Um, what do you ask me though? Like it was a good question. Where, like, where did the kind of like surplus of creativity go? Of Oh, of- I mean, I guess that's kind of what happened in the end. Right. So I lived with him for many years. So I, I would like see the songs being, written and I had this little demo thing and this drum machine that he would use and I would be there with him like alone together Salma um our guitar teacher who taught me guitar ended up would teach him guitar and became like the guru for the first Mm -hmm. two albums he helped write um a lot of like little things or or give not sorry write things I don't know how to put it like help Julian and he would be his person he would be like oh like what do you think about this or, mm-hmm. or I don't I wasn't in the room but he would ask him stuff like yeah. I, I'm hearing this and he would help him find it on the guitar mm-hmm. I guess um even if it's just like a scale like oh play it in this um they had a a pretty awesome relationship like that and mixed with Gordon too um but uh I feel like I still haven't answered the question oh the surplus so I just started writing and like at that point, like, just, did you feel like a need to like help write those first two albums? No, I didn't. I felt like I, I just wanted to have a song on the album. And mm-hmm. I guess they're just like, he had such a voice that they maybe would have been silly. I mean, we, he used it. He used some instrumentals in the song on our in transit, like mm-hmm. movie early thing. I think you can only watch on YouTube now, but we had made into DVDs. It's actually really amazing footage of us early on. Um, and then I tried bringing stuff and I just, maybe my, my energy wasn't strong enough to like mm-hmm. convince. I just, you really, it, mm-hmm. it's a whole dynamic in a band. You can't yeah. just like, he's the songwriter, he got success. And even, and even he's got to push sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's all, we all kind of like, it's not like we're playing stuff we all hate. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you're like, everyone gravitates to something and you start doing it more and more. And I guess I just didn't, I didn't know how to, push I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it there was something or I didn't believe in myself to try to do it but then I just kept having more 
songs. Mm -hmm. And then when I got, uh, did a lot of drugs and I got sober, <laughs> um, I thought I was broken. I thought I'd never write a song again. It was very sad. I was like putting down the love of my life for good. I've had to do that a few times. Meaning drugs? Like that was no, the No, the love of my life, writing music. Oh. So like just my brain being dead and just being like, shit, I'm never going to, that's it. I'm never going to write songs. Like mm -hmm. literally the reason that was like my, been my reason for everything for so long. Mm -hmm. um, I should have taken that moment. And like maybe practice guitar or something or been okay with it. And I didn't. I just, too dramatic. So I get caught up in the feelings. Um, God damn it. I feel you. God, I'm just always in feelings <laughs> and emotions. My therapist was like, you know, they don't, they come and go. So don't like wear them so tight and wear them like loose clothes. And mm -hmm. I was like, yes, I know, but I can't. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. After And then all of a sudden, I just things started coming. And that, I mean, a double album, I just have like... I have so many, I have so many songs. Mm -hmm. I know everyone else does too, which is exciting band stuff, but myself, I have so many songs in finishing this album when it was done, because it was too hard before, mm -hmm. but I'm like, oh man, I just want to find out who I want to be next. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just like no one and I figure it out, but I, I'm always like, well, I just mean like I started writing songs and just to hear them would just do vocals or guitar or piano very sparse mm -hmm. and like maybe it should just be like that mm -hmm. i always try to like add stuff but why i don't have to tour it I just put something out make it feel just do whatever yeah i don't know maybe i am i mean i feel like sometimes i accept like i gotta be somewhat good a little <laughs> bit or have something well i just mean because like I, I must have like a little voice because i feel like i hear my songs i'm like okay i mean they're like they got something. You might not like them, but it's mm -hmm. not like... Is it just like imposter syndrome or like what do you I think it's but like this is, this quality? I don't know. But I'm, there not, has to be I'm like not, some... not being genuine with it. No, I'm I know. Like, I know. I can tell. I know it's sincere. It's just you know, interesting. It's there has like, to be some logic in it. Of like, yeah, well, I've, I've like kind of objectively made good stuff. You know, like there's kind of things that like no one can really take away from you, even your own like I voice. I still get really shy in trying to go to writing sessions with other people. I'm just like, oh, I'm really slow. Even by yourself, you get shy. Well, by myself, it's more like my anxiety with creating is I don't want to start because I'm worried I'm going to fail. So if I don't mm -hmm. ever start or I just lightly tap mm -hmm. into it, hey, <laughs> yeah, I didn't fail. I just didn't, I didn't commit. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> you try. Know? You know, yeah. So I feel like that's probably a much bigger issue on so many levels, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, well, I'm trying to do like, when I moved to LA from New York, I was in New York for like 21 years and I moved back here. Mm -hmm. I wanted to start writing with other people. I thought it'd be fun, creative. I didn't want to tour solo anymore. I wanted to invest more time in guitar playing and doing whatever I could for the band, whether it's writing something or just being there, being a better player. Uh, and But I was like, oh, but I'll, I'll still want to write, right? So mm -hmm. I'll try to write with other people and I'll find a new muscle to, to do. And it still makes me really nervous. Because mm -hmm. I'm slow, I feel like, I just always want to tell people like, I'm good. I promise. I know I can't figure this out right now. Or like, I'm not coming up with something, but I swear I am. Yeah. I swear I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You don't want to dip into that dialogue too often. <laughs> like the same as like, I'm telling the truth. You can believe me on this. I mean, there's also like no speed in which something needs to be created to be good. You know, it could take 10 years to write the I best know, song of all time. I'm, I know, but in the session, I'm just like, 
I get nervous. I'm just like, I got 30 seconds. I gotta fucking <laughs> come up with it. Come up with it. Come up with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to come up with the riff that makes the thing that's like the, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, but then when I, I found this, this person, uh, Simon, who I wrote lyrics, or she wrote the lyrics, she heard the demos and took my phrasing of random. I would, you know, when I sing a song, I just like sing phrasing, but yeah. like, but words, I don't just like hum it. Like I put, yeah. I just sing stuff and sometimes it becomes a title of something or mm-hmm. some, you know, a word or like, cause the, the meter of it is good. And she wrote, she really helped me with that. And so we'll do sessions together and then I'm like a little freer cause I don't feel like the, there's any weight on me. And then I'm just like, I allow the room to be the room. Mm-hmm. See, unless I just need, I need people to be the best version of myself. <laughs> no, that's, the, I mean, know. that's fair. Maybe I, I don't think that's necessarily true, but <laughs> It's something you feel is true. Yeah. What's yeah. funny? What would you say, like, besides, like, your actual? Hold on, I'm gonna stand up. To my pants are going. Up to <laughs> besides, like, your actual instrument, like, technical instrument. What would you say your main role in the band is? Like, it could even be unmusic related. I'm just curious, like, your role as just not the guitar players. More than that. Oh, I mean, that's hard to define. Fab always says that I'm the heart of the band. I love that. But I don't, that's I would so never, sweet. I would never say that out loud. <laughs> he said that to me. So I feel okay saying it. I'm not walking around being like, don't worry, I'm the heart of the band. Yes. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. much. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I'll take know. that answer. But he's a very smart man. Yes. And I don't think he would say stuff to me. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he maybe he doesn't want me to say it out loud though. That, that I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to you in private. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> how is it like, how hard is it to be and stay in a band for as long as you guys have? Oh man, it's impossible. Cause you, I mean, you guys have successfully done it. Have impossible. you ever broken up? No, no, never, never broken up. I mean, at this stage you don't really break up. Cause then you just, people I mean, come back together. Stage, you so could it's like, still break up for sure. No, I know, but it becomes silly. It's just like, yeah. Why to then maybe one day come back together. Just don't talk about anything. Yeah. Just don't say anything. Um, yeah. I mean, I never, there's an interview of it in, I think, and even though I didn't see me in the bathroom, I saw the interview on Instagram. And I remember it cause I was in Sweden again, not again, but I, I thought we had talked about Sweden. Um, <laughs> Where I, I'm like, oh, one day we'll be in our 40s, we'll be old men. And like, I'd like our songs to like be relevant then. And now I'm that age mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'm still doing it. Um, I'd, I, and you never think it when you're younger, but I'd love to do it. I said that to you for another yeah. 20 years. Yeah. I, if I get the chance to be able to do it. I mean, I think we have the music for it. I think we have the talent and whatever our thing is i think it's it's special yeah so it's not like uh, and i don't think i think we have you have the we have a lot more to say and do i think we could be i think we could be even cooler as we get older because there's so much that comes when you're first coming out there's perception how people write about you and a weight mm-hmm. and then you get older you've done so much and you've survived and it's just like just that alone i think to people is like a interesting and so mm-hmm. it's no longer about where you where you came from how it happened what people write it's just like this body of work mm-hmm. and and if you can still create really good music it's exciting yeah and then your nostalgia of your old music is like 
you know, through the roof, you play mm-hmm. a show. Time does wonders to, to mm-hmm. songs. You know, I, mean, I remember we played MSG for the first time in 2011 for Angles. And uh, Gus, who's a front of house, was like, certain songs, people were crying. Yeah. Like just flat out crying because mm-hmm. they had their own life. It gives me goosebumps to yeah. think about it. They had their own life experience with it. And then they're watching it with maybe with the person they met or just like, I mean, I, I'm going to start crying if I start talking about it. <laughs> Because like people come up to me and they tell me like when someone, if it's like, I don't know, life stuff, you know, someone passed away or drug thing and Mm -hmm. you can feel the effect I've had, we've had on them from a distance Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's powerful. Yeah. You know, I, I, that doing that is very special. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a very rewarding job. Once again, the finger again. (laughs) Sorry. You have a very rewarding job. <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like true fulfillment. Like at, at least in that for, like, yeah. pillar no, of your and life. And I get yeah. to make a, a living from it. It's yeah. very special. So yeah. it's like just to be able to do that naturally is amazing. But to 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 have a career from it is it's even it makes it even more. I know you would think you'd make it less mm-hmm. as money involved, but it doesn't. It makes it richer because it means like there's this surviving mechanism you have to figure out of mm-hmm. the game and entertainment. It's weird that people don't want to, you know, they want new. Yeah. What's new. Lucky for us, everything new isn't a rock band. So we're like the last <laughs> literally like when, when was another rock band? I mean, I guess the Arctic Arctic monkeys, but it's also yeah. somewhat in our wheelhouse. Yeah. So it's like we're there first. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you really like, I mean, you already know this, but like created like a. Tell me though. Tell no, me. No, I mean, it's, I mean, like, come on. Like a whole like generation of bands after you, literally. You've inspired. So, it. No, it's just fucking objectively true. It's just you guys just completely opened the door of like indie, like reignited indie rock. I feel like it's starting to leak into certain pop stuff too, which is cool. I mean, it makes. Like, where do you hear it? What comes to mind when you said that? Um. It wasn't even me who brought it up, so I don't want you to think it's okay. like a big head, but that Harry Styles song has <laughs> mm-hmm. a Which has is, a hard as it do, was? Has I even feel like the title is something like Julian might say, but has a very like yeah, I can see that. drum beat is hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It has the uh, chord progression we use a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not taking anything away yeah. from that. I'm just saying there's a it's very different than the uh, other pop that's successful. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. And it it's it sits somewhat in our world. I don't, I think if we 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 could probably, I don't think it'd be like that, but it could be a band song mm-hmm. and you'd buy it. Yeah. You know? And so I just think when that's crossing over, it's like not so much exactly you're doing, but things over time, you know, a, a look people have, a sound people have, mm-hmm. like gets, gets, it's never just one person, but it's got to be a part of it. Yeah. Does that excite you or does that kind of like what? What feeling is attached to that? It's awesome. You like it? Yeah. Why would that be bad? No, I, I agree. I mean, it just it just is evidence that it's people like it. Yeah, and I it's don't, never going mean, to go that's away. Like, I, I don't know. Be a part of. I, you can never quantize it, and you can easily push it away and be like, no part of it. Or you can be like, you know, the reason people wear Converse is us. You know, you can go really far <laughs> either way. But it's, it doesn't really matter. It's just like I. I it's just it's just fun to be part of a fabric that like. Yeah, you know, you were a rock in that pond that moves mm-hmm. something. For, yeah. it, well, and some people believe it, some people don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, 
It's just, it's, I don't, I don't live with it. I don't sit at home and like, that was a little <laughs> ruck. <laughs> no, but that's cool. I'm like it's, crazy it's, though. I'm just a, like, I was that little ruck. No, but that, that's, it's <laughs> funny. I was a part of the movement of the <laughs> yeah. pond. It's cool to know though, like the, like just like to know you've influenced like such a like integral, like music. I know, like, but even so a friend music. asked me that at a kid's party, they were like, oh, but you must feel good. Cause you know, you've done that. And I was just like, like I feel I don't. I feel like I'm just on a higher cliff to fall. Like <laughs> down to nothing is even higher than than you know. Like, but you also did. You it. But you also did it. You know, like you did I, it. I guess so. Like I it's guess that, so. so you, no one can take that from you, no matter what. Like you did it. You know. <laughs> I feel like it's like a perfect skit. You walk around <laughs> and getting coffee. I did it. Oh, the coffee just uh, a splash of milk. But I did it. In case you were wondering, I know. Like it looks like I didn't do it, but I did it. <laughs> I would love that. That should be my podcast. Yeah. Mm. That's the guy who did it. I mean, can you, you can picture the, the little skit, right? Ignoring my and pain. And like it becomes a musical. And he I did, did it. it. <laughs> he did it. Is that the guy who did it? <laughs> he mustn't be the guy who did it. Oh, man, that's good. Yeah, it's two, that's, well, there are my two sides. What yes. was the other one? Something pain? Enjoy, I ignore, it doesn't, denying yeah, denying your pain. my own pain denying, and I did it. And he, I did it. Yeah. Yeah, those are two pretty flip sides. Yeah, I would say that's heads and tails. <laughs> I'd say that. I really, I dive deep into shadow and like the duality of things that mm-hmm. they exist all together at the same time. Everyone likes to, oh, that person's good. I was like, that person's capable of the whole spectrum and probably mm-hmm. does both of them you know like there's and what might be good or bad to one person obviously i'm not talking about murdering someone yeah might end up being the opposite later it might end up being mm. like what that person needed or what you needed yeah. yeah and so like to like i don't know so i get really into get really stuck in that in my head no, which it, is which yeah. is fun I, I don't it's not like an a negative thing. <laughs> That's something I've actually always fixated on too. It's why my podcast is called Between Good and Evil. That was my blog title because it's the human heart. It's half good and evil. That was actually what, I didn't know it, sorry. <laughs> but when I saw that, I was like, well, that just sounds right up my alley. I mean, yeah. I could basically just talk about yeah, good and bad and things I, things I did. I don't know how, I'd like to talk about things I did, but maybe not camera, you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. But like, like. Like, I know, yeah. You, did, you know. Like really dive deep <laughs> yeah. into it where it's just like, mm-hmm. um, that's so funny. You know what I think it is? Like what, why I've thought about why I'm so fixated on it is I think it's like a highly sensitive person thing. And I, I can tell you are as well. And I'm, it's, I'm extremely, I almost I, cried. No, I, just I, I now. you don't understand. I, I, I almost cried I, all the time. Had like, I told you, had I gone fully mm-hmm. into it, I would have shed a tear. No, I, you don't understand. You are preach. I cry over like seeing a cat on, like, it doesn't make sense. My sister can, it's actually, I, do you ever like feel sometimes like someone shoots you with the, like emotion? Sometimes I cry on the spot. Like it, it doesn't even ease up. It just gets shot with like tears yes. and they're not, and it doesn't even have to do with me or sometimes like yes. it's, it's unrelated to me. No, but, I, um, I am like, I am uh, too sensitive. Yeah. But that's the thing. My, my psychiatrist told me this story, which I thought was interesting is like of this Lucifer is like the son of God that loved God the most, like loved him so much. He couldn't control it. 
And like, that was the son that ended up like falling and disobeying God and became the devil and like repented against God. Well, these and, are stories. These are metaphors yeah, for. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not religious either, but um, it's, it's, it's. I'm saying they're. Yeah. I, right. I mean, I know someone's out there being like, no, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're yeah. meant, they're, they're these stories to describe yeah. why we, why we have why we these behave, things. Yeah. yeah. Why we yeah. behave certain ways or why we do certain stuff. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, we have like the biggest swing that his point was like uh, saying this to me as like a warning, like you have like, because you feel so much, you have a swing to be like just as bad. Like you could be like, you'll yes. have, you'll have the biggest swing. Yes, and that's I why know. it's always been fixated in my head of this, like good and bad. Am I good? Am I bad? Like, I don't know. Like, cause you can be capable of the most good and then you can also turn, you know? And yes, and I've can, done that. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, you yeah. can. I think it's, I mean, it's just like being aware of it might be half the battle, but finding balance in it. Also not defining yourself as one or the other. Cause I've done that too. Yes. And also a lot of the, your thinking once again is lying to yourself. You're kind mm -hmm. of like battling yourself. You're supposed to be above it. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you don't need to create. I create whole things mm -hmm. in my whole worlds in my head about how like, let's say like you looked at me weird. I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden like mm -hmm. I've, you have a whole narrative. Yeah. Attached, instead yeah. of just being, I, I want to learn how to just, it's not that I'm not honest, but I'm very, it's very hard for me to be just a vulnerable and ask and just like mm -hmm. not assume. Then mm -hmm. I start to assume. Yeah. I'm like, all right, they're not saying that. Mm -hmm. And like, it gets, it's, a, it's, oh man, I want to so bad. I was like, what did I say the other day? I just have a, a psychiatrist is like mm -hmm. meds, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had a psychiatrist and a, therapist but now I just have I stopped doing meds I took them for a while I who knows might go back on <laughs> yeah um they're helpful they're helpful yeah. in finding they're helpful if you continue to speak to the person and then you find you you start to learn these reference points you have and then when you stop you don't stop understanding yeah. that because it just slows the reaction time I, I took Lexapro mm -hmm. and Wellbutrin to kind of like yeah balance out some of the Lexapro side effects <laughs> which is the funny thing to say, but it was, it was noticeable. Like I was like stuck in bed and couldn't like figure stuff out after it was all the drugs I did too. Mm -hmm. Like just really fucked me up. And that allowed me to like, to just stop thinking of certain things sometimes. Yeah. It allowed me some freedom. It was unreal. I think people don't like, they have a, they shit talk meds because yeah. they can be prescribed easily. And then and you don't do the work with them. If you don't talk to your therapist about it and they have, there's no reference, it, it can be kind of random and you can be yeah. on them forever. Sure. Cause it helps, mm -hmm. but, and it's not bad to be on them forever. You know, it's, if it makes you more you, yeah. then good. I mean, you're not supposed to be on them forever. It's supposed <clears throat> to be, it's supposed no, of to course, help. But I don't like want to like, I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm criticizing not on them either, people yeah. who, Maybe that helps mm -hmm. them be themselves. Some people like, have to be on meds too, you know, like to, to, to survive at all, you know? I think at the end of the day, sure, of course, at the end of the day, what we're talking about is that I think you can grow. It's just that you have to be very vigilant. Mm -hmm. And like, I even let go a little bit and like yeah. fell down, knew, knew, had such strong reference points and knew and like fell, fell down from going. And now my voice takes over and like, I, it's like, too strong sometimes. Like I mm -hmm. physically won't do stuff. Yeah. You know, but I was pretty crazy early on when I got to rehab. Like I would, I'd go to my therapist and there was plates and I was like, I got to cook dinner. I got to wash it. And I do it again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. like, What's the fucking point? Yeah. <laughs> and I got over that. I, I'm fine with that. 
And I was also like too neurotically neat. Like I couldn't let things go. Mm-hmm. Things had to have a place. And now like I'm still neat because this is my nature, but I won't like people can come over and move stuff. And I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like, okay. <laughs> At a point was like that. touch it. Like OCD pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't. It's just like it felt I guess maybe it is OCD. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. OCD to me is like I didn't have to touch the handle five times to yeah. leave the house. I just like it made me feel good. Like I'd clean my house, everything would be in a space. Like mm-hmm. Put a candle on. I just felt good. Yeah. And so when someone interrupted that, I was just like, you're it's like they were affecting me. Yeah. And I don't they didn't mean to. You, now I almost yeah. sound crazy because yeah. I'm not like that. <laughs> I swear I'm not like that. Yeah. No, that you're like craving order almost. Yes. And it's yeah. very hard to see when you're younger because you live with your parents and you have a room. Mm-hmm. So it's like whatever's outside of the room, you don't care about. It's just mm-hmm. like there. And then you have an apartment and you're just like, you're going around. Um, but then when you get older and you have a place and it's all yours and then like it starts to manifest all over the house or all over things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know where we dive. There's so many interesting things to talk about in that. Well, you have a really awesome, smart podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I just. You're a great guest. Talk to you forever over here. (laughs) 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 Takes three to fly though, right? (laughs) That's not even a saying. That's not a saying. No, but I love that. I love what your brain generates. Like just these (laughs) random fucking things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's trying to involve that's our new that's our new podcast together <laughs> that's the third one it takes it takes two to tango it takes wheel. three to fly <laughs> oh the third wheel that's like oh man you gotta watch this Mr. Show thing you ever see it you ever hear, hear of a show called Mr. Show mm, what is that it's fantastic David Cross and Bob Odenkirk did a show called Mr. Show um, comedy sketch show on HBO and they just have like um one of the skits is like the third wheel and he, mm-hmm. he goes on this honeymoon uh, and they end up singing a song. It's, it's, it's Monty Python like, but it's before Tim and Eric. So it's like mm-hmm. tri- trippy, but you know, comedy has just gotten further and further. And then there's mm-hmm. like Tim and Eric and then there's that guy on Netflix who does the 15 minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Who's just, it's, what's his name, Tim? Wait, who are you thinking of? Uh, the guy on Netflix. Uh, it's not Tim. Sorry. No, I was going to see if you could throw me my phone because I was going to look at my <laughs> Netflix because I was just watching it. Um, what do you watch? You watch mostly comedy? No. I watch everything. If anything, sometimes I watch some comedy just because if I watch... I just finished Snowfall because I wanted to see season six that's coming out. Um, but man, I, I saw normal people. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen not that. Watch that show is it- if you're sensitive or like are going through anything in a relationship <laughs> at all. If you're just if you're just like comfortable um, yeah. being alone <laughs> and, and just don't care and have no interest in anyone, watch it. That actually I might be fine. <laughs> but but like literally, I cried so hard, so many times. I just like it, and I was already sad on on tour. Sometimes on tour you can just get sad. Oh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. It is Tim. Oh my God. I think you should leave. That show's fucking amazing. Right. But I'm saying, yeah. you, like, you know what I mean by <laughs> yeah, the comedy? I know what you're it's just saying. like, yeah, yeah. You yeah know, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's just like, 
opening a door the wrong way and just sitting there for like 45 seconds in his face. Like, yeah. If that came out in the 90s, people, it would be too much. It yeah. came out because Mr. Show was like mm-hmm. a spark of okay. the beginning of that difference. Maybe Ben yeah. Stiller had it first with the Ben Stiller Show. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's way too far back. But there was something very special about Mr. Show yeah. and like created a language even to this day that I use um, and inspired people like, yeah. like Tim and Eric. It's, it's Tim and Eric, right? Yeah. It's hard to define like that specific kind of humor. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, I can't quite put my finger on, on that. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean, they're, but they're just like modernized Monty Pythons, I guess. Yeah. They're just like, uh, they're just, they, this, the, cause they're short vignettes that lead into other vignettes mm-hmm. and like in weird ways. And so whatever, Dave Chappelle did mm-hmm. it. Um, Key and Peele. Yeah. Um, sometimes I watch those things in like, I don't watch, you don't need to watch the whole show all the time. You mm-hmm. just watch little bits. Yeah. You were saying shows, what other shows? What am I really excited about? Succession. Do you watch, I, I, do you watch Blackbird? Do you see that? With Tara. Who's in that? Yeah. Tara, Egerton. Yes. Did yeah. I tell you, I didn't tell you the story of when I met him. It when was I, like, <laughs> So there was a there was a party. I'm new. I rarely go to parties. I don't mm-hmm. make it sound like I've just like did the Celine show, went to a party <laughs> afterwards, NFT and thing. then it was like no, no, but that was a random. And then like was like then like a few parties that popped up. I just happened to have just been to parties, so someone like invited me, and I mm-hmm. went to this party, and I met him, and I thought he was doing like a bit. Because it was, he was like, he looked at me and I was like, and I knew he was, I saw the Elton John thing and I was just like, oh yeah, cool. But I was not going to, we're at a bar getting a drink. I wasn't going to like, love your movie, dude. Um, That's not a bad thing. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't, I I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to talk, but then he was like, is your name? I was like waiting for a wrong name. Albert (laughs) Hammond Jr. And I was like. I was like, yeah. And he was like, really? Like from the strokes? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, I doubt there's that many. Dude, come on. It's not, it's not that yeah. many. I mean, how many Alberts do you even know? Yeah. That are first. like around that look like me. It's not like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, even if they were, what do you mean? If they <laughs> that, that's, not a, that's not a thing. <laughs> Yeah, they were under 50, right? It's like, there's not like there's 10 Alberts older that kind of look like me, but they're just old. Er. Um, and he like got like, in the most charming, beautiful way, got like emotional. His mom was there with mm-hmm. him. They were just at the Golden Globes and his friend. And he was like, I grew up listening to you and your solo stuff. And mm-hmm. like, and like, it was so, at first I was like, oh man, he's fucking with me. <laughs> and no. then we, hu- it was just, it was so, yeah. I wasn't expecting at a party like that to have such a deep yeah. connection. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. funny. But no, I haven't seen that show yet. It looks really good. It's good. It is good. It's pretty disturbing, but it's great. That's- Slow Horses was really good. 
I haven't, I've seen the first two episodes of Slow, Slow Horses with Gary Oldman. It's great. You, you didn't, I feel like the first episode just got me. I, yeah, I, I, I haven't continued it, but it, it was only because it, it didn't was, get, it didn't get you. <laughs> you know what it was? I'm, I'm friends with his young, his son. And so he, his son like literally turned it on was like, you have to watch this show. Gary and Oldman's so, son? Yeah. Char, his name's Charlie. He's like my age. Charlie old, Charlie, Charlie Oldman. Oldman. Yes. Yeah. So cute. It's really cute. But yeah, he uh, just I, like, I guess it. that's weird. Well, no, I, I was down to watch, but that's the only reason why I saw it is my point. So I haven't finished it no, because I, of that. No, I'm yeah. saying weird in the sense like I started mine mm-hmm. and I didn't, and I was like, oh, and I just wanted to binge it. But maybe yeah. if like I was, I was alone, maybe I was with yeah. someone and I was just like, yeah, let's not watch six episodes right now. <laughs> you want to hang out? No. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. so funny that <laughs> just name dropping. <laughs> <laughs> Friends with his son. It's, I know it's so it's such an uncomfortable thing to does say. Does he live here? He je- he does, but he just moved to Australia. He says, "Oh, yeah." His he, son did. Yeah. No, I I know yeah. Gary Oldman didn't move to Australia. Yeah. He, he moved to Australia. <laughs> yeah, just for fun. I mean, that's kind of why you moved to Australia, right? Yeah, that's true. Actually, I, I, I like Australia. I can imagine. I like to imagine different lives sometimes. Like I'll just like. Go be touring and I'll look at Zillow and I'll look at different stuff and I'll be like, I wonder what it's like to live, you know, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Like what kind of, where the house I would be in, like mm-hmm. I had this good dinner here. Like what would it, you know. Do you ever think about like what your life would have been like in, in like with different choices, like all the different parallel yeah, universes? Yeah, we started that yeah. with me being like, we didn't smoke or do drugs or want to play mm-hmm. music. Like, oh yeah, maybe I would have hung out with athletic people or like I just didn't understand it <laughs> yeah. I, or like you know I, I played tennis or like surf or like I don't know yeah maybe not I wanted to be a scientist when I was a kid interesting yeah what kind of science specifically I don't think I really knew I just liked the idea and then my my dad plays music and he's like mm-hmm. a songwriter I never thought I'd be that but I was just like oh maybe I I do something in the music business, mm-hmm. like, and I would ask, like, what is that? And they were like, well, lawyers do stuff in the music business. Like, oh, maybe I'll do that. But this is before you even know what it takes, like 12, right? Yeah. I'll do that. And then I can, like, it's like, be part of, it's like part of the family, you know? Like, yeah. Um, and then I just fell in love with, I went to go see the Buddy Holly musical called Buddy. And I was like, that, what is that? I want to yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad's like, that's what I do. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 that's not what you do. <laughs> that's weird. I just, I, I, to, I just fell in love with it on its, on its own. It hit me so hard. I don't even remember it, but it hit me so hard. I guess it's like a marriage, right? You, yeah. It hit you hard and now it's 30 years later and you're like, eh. <laughs> maybe I should do something else. <laughs> I don't even Damn. know if I want to play music. Yeah. Uh, it kind of makes sense. Actually, makes sense to me. When did you first like pick up the guitar or start singing? Like what age? <laughs> like the first time. <laughs> I, I must have picked up the guitar when I was younger. There's pictures of me when I was younger. Oh yeah, I got to show you the roller skating photos. But like, like seriously though, like I guess when it seriously, hit you, yeah. seriously, I didn't pick it up till I was like 15. Okay. And I went straight into like writing songs and like figuring out the recording thing and just like you did that at 15 like instantly yeah like figuring out like I started to like I started I just like was listening to different music and it was changing me Uh, I, I realized I was in private schools in LA and I was just like I felt like lucky to be there but I was like this isn't what life's about I need to like 
I need to figure something out. Like, there's got to be more to this. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it was just something that was off to me. I was like, it yeah. was almost like I had stepped out of the matrix, and I was like, huh? Yeah. Um, and I just started. I had I had this friend who I thought was really cool, and I just was like trying to copy how he dressed, and then finding my own mm -hmm. thing with it, and then like. I guess the at the time it was the reason I would dress up is like I just wanted to when you're dressed up people take you more seriously you can easier to get cigarettes you, people can't deny you stuff mm -hmm. if you're like look Put like together. A, if you look like a bum they're just like it's very easy to be yeah. like next and so I just mm -hmm. wanted to be like I wanted to just seem older so I just like was put together and like sure granted I didn't look put together in like a 9 to 5 mm -hmm. but I looked put together mm -hmm. um and then it just things pop into place and then you feel different and you write different songs. Mm -hmm. And then I You're, actually got into film school mm -hmm. and that's why I went to New York. But I took a year yeah. off first. Tip in. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, I took a year off okay. from high school to college. Mm hmm I feel like I'm just telling you random facts. <laughs> no, I'm, you're telling me you're telling me a story is, is what you're it, telling me. It, but you're I? telling me the story within facts, which is like how people communicate. It doesn't need so. to be. It doesn't need to this be anything. This is how people communicate. <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfectly I'm just a caveman great. lawyer. Yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. What were you listening to at the time? Like, what was like? What were kind of oh, your then, main inspirations? Yeah. Guided by voices was like my, you know. My, I don't want to say Bible because I'm not. <laughs> say it. I'll say it again. I'm not religious <laughs> very much, but um, just like my Greek mythology, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, like I like that stories. It was my stories or it was my like, uh, I, they just had melodies and they s sounded weird and not, they w weren't commercial in the sense of sonically because they were recording on four track, but it felt like I could do it, like I could achieve it. But the songs were so good mm -hmm. that it felt like they were songs I could only dream of writing, but the possibility was more there. That was, you know, I, I'm like, I have like one close friend and I, I'm, I, I like speaking to people and like dinners, hanging out with people, but I'm not someone who's got like a hundred mm -hmm. friends who could take it. I would, I, I'd lose myself. Yeah. You know? So it's like, so I'd, I'd listen to other bands, but I had like, this one was like a main focus. Um, and also bands are like, you get in the car in the morning, you go to school or you want to hear something different than you have certain tracks you go to and then you kind of build an mm -hmm. encyclopedia in your head of bands. I don't, talking heads. I mean, so many cure, Built to Spill. Uh, I mean, too many. I'm leaving out so many. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I like classical music. Mm -hmm. I always have. Uh, which always, it was weird. I, I used to get dressed to Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven. Mm -hmm. You love it, right? It was like always put oh, yeah. me in the mood. I always just yeah. like doing this. I was like, you know, like getting somewhere when you can smoke in places. I'd light a cigarette to walk in and like, wasn't to look a certain way, but it just felt like it gave you a character. That's why you put on certain clothes or like, you know, I'd, I'd put on that or like the cars. Cars side one was like a good like make out mm -hmm. thing. Cause it like the speed of which things went at kind of like could, you could follow that. So you didn't have to, you could get lost in what you're doing and you were following the rhythms that were coming along. Um, it's like, no one does that. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, Elliot Smith's uh, in when I mm-hmm. moved to New York, that record where he's like falling off the record. I think it's just self-titled. That was incredible. To yeah, me. it's got needle in the hay, but um, I don't know. So many I could. I, I feel like I have to look at stuff. Too. It's like looking, you know, you look at photos to remind yourself of what totally. you did yeah. in the past. Yeah. And then when someone asks you offhand, you're like, I don't um, even yeah. know who I am. You're doing a better <laughs> job than I would, honestly. <laughs> like, seriously. You know, it's like, yeah, I have no idea. Oh, I want to show you this roller skating photo. Do you still roller skate now? I don't, but that leads back to... Mm-hmm. The party I went to, the yeah. Stella McCartney party, mm-hmm. when there was roller skating. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why we were talking about it Charlotte, because yeah. Charlotte was there mm-hmm. and I had, had met Andrew. I had never met her, but she came up to me. Mm-hmm. She, and I was just like, first I was like, oh, cool. I'm so lucky. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm Andrew's girlfriend. I was like, oh, of course. Uh, and he was there and it was just kind of like funny, the small world. And she's really good friends with Gracie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to write with her. She's like, you totally should. Mm-hmm. She seemed really friendly. She was like pumping me up. Yeah. That's nice. great. You know. Um, did they have shoes for people at the event? Like, did you get to go? I was skating. Yeah. What you did. did. Okay. I went on this the is like a full thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did. No mm-hmm. one else really wanted to go, but I, <laughs> yeah. I did it. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Um, the ground was a little. Couldn't feel too secure, but it made me want to go just to Moonlight Roller Rink and like, I don't need to do anything, but just like, you know, you're just like, you know, you're doing this forward or backwards in circles. It's just meditative and Mm -hmm. fun. I I really wanted to start doing it again. So this is one of them. Remember, I was nine years old. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I want to see. Look at the pose. Wait, this is great. It's the cutest fucking photo. <laughs> yeah. This is really good. That's <laughs> oh, so funny. I have pants. But no, he's like, I know. It's a pretty big trophy, Let's too. See. It's like up to your knees. Well, it's first place. Oh, it's not nice. going to, yeah. First place is, uh, first place gets a big trophy. <laughs> you, look, you look the exact same, honestly. I like, do, this, right? The same smile. I yeah. mean, it's it, I definitely, definitely similar. And then I saved, what's this other one? I, it's so funny with my partner. Did I not save it on here? I thought for sure I did. I look pretty similar. Oh, yeah, here it is. I don't know why they're so blurry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, what? It's the, it's the attitude, too. Like, that's so cute. I mean, you have to, doing those, in doing those routines, mm-hmm. like, you, that's the whole thing, is you yeah. have to have attitude and hold yourself a certain yeah. way. If not, they don't. It doesn't, it doesn't come across. How did you, there's such a niche very, like, sport. How did you fall so into it? It is so weird, right? So I fell into it by, um, bye. I, fell, <laughs> I fell into it by um, going to a birthday party mm-hmm. and someone there was a coach and told my mom like, wow, he's like a surprisingly good balance for mm-hmm. never skating. If he ever wants to come and like, I don't think it was thinking like, to compete, it was just like, you know, I can give him lessons yeah. and maybe he was just looking, thinking about it now and maybe it's looking like, so he makes money, you know, yeah. and like, um, <clears throat> and so I was like, yeah, I do like it. I would come. And mm-hmm. I started coming and you do like half an hour lessons and then it became like, I got better and better. And it was like, well, to compete, we need to do like an hour, five days a week or two mm-hmm. hours, five days a week to get you to learn the routine. Mm-hmm. And I would do it and I competed and I won and I was like, well, that feels good. Yeah. 
Do you win money like at the like? No, you- that's what my dad wanted me to do ice skating because he was like, at least there's money in ice skating. <laughs> and I got approached by this guy who did who took someone to the Olympics. He was like, do you want to switch? Because you know, as the joke is, there's not a lot of males are hard to find in that. Mm-hmm. So when people okay. want to find males for a partner or, yeah. or a certain look, it's like a big deal. You're it's like, like oh shit, mine, you're a male yeah. who's like. You know, you have mm-hmm. a thing like we can, we can, yeah, we You're can valuable. teach you. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish I would have done it. I'm so curious what my life would have been just to, just because I was naturally, it's like one of those things you hear. I mean, I wish it was like in music and like, I was like, oh, I naturally had a hit record. It didn't do anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was naturally like, mm-hmm. I was nervous. I, I liked yeah. being in front of a crowd. I liked winning mm-hmm. a lot. So it was like really competitive, but still like yeah. nice about it. So maybe it would have been interesting to see how far I could have yeah. gone. I feel like like over time, eventually you'd have to have gone into music. I feel like there'd be, I mean, it I was, I was 12 and I yeah. got a hairline fracture and I was just like, and I wasn't feeling it anymore. And I mean, I guess I'm romanticizing the part where it was good and not describing like the end you know, committing three or four hours every day mm-hmm. after school, if you don't love it anymore, and I guess that's what makes someone professional in some Yeah. Way. It's like they just... Don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. They don't stop. No. I have a song called Never Stop on this new album that is... I, I can uh, I can send you like a link if you want to hear it streaming. I would love to hear it, yeah. Just don't share it because it doesn't I won't come. share it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one that leaks it. Yeah. <laughs> And by sh- not sharing it, I meant don't put it on the podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I would love to hear it. I will send it. I'm not going to send it right now. Yeah, you can take your time. You can send it out. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take my time. <laughs> <laughs> you can send I'm just it not going to do it right done. now. Yeah. What are, you, what are you most proud of with the new album? Um, that's a good question. Um, I guess the, the songs they it feels like one of my favorite albums was like the kinks greatest hits i liked starting it from like song six but how because it went through a whole career and it sounded so different but like them and weirdly i'm not comparing myself to that they're amazing but it has this flow where like so many different styles of songs but still has like a connection to me Mm -hmm. and so that is really fun for me to hear and and do just like little little parts. I mean, it's hard to know now. I've had to hear it so many times to get there. When you have so many songs, it's like, mm-hmm. thank God I had Simon with the lyrics because I would have just never. Mm-hmm. I didn't want. I didn't set out to do a double album. Mm-hmm. Just like the songs kept coming, and I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then 19 songs later, I was like, I mean, you should just do it all in one thing and just. Ugh. And then everyone at the label was like, that's too crazy. <laughs> like, why is that crazy? <laughs> Yeah, no, they're just like, yeah. oh man, no, people don't have the attention span out, double albums. And I was like, okay, but I'm not doing it for like this like moment right here. It's just a bunch of songs. And it was like, it's so cool. This is just where I was right now. I, I love, I wish I could do three song EPs every couple of months and put those out. Yeah. But no one likes to review that. And you can't do <laughs> TV and you can't tour that unless you're like a mm-hmm. big band. The Strokes could do that. Mm-hmm. Stones could do that. Anyone who's big and could mm-hmm. tour without releasing stuff could put out a collection of songs throughout the year and keep doing that and not do mm-hmm. albums. I really want to do that, but because the album cycle is so, it's so heavy. Mm-hmm. 10 songs and you 
mixing it and like you got to give it to the label and they need five months to you know prep for it yeah whereas just like if you just constantly keep touring and not that much but constantly keep putting on music then you're just it's more again the finger <laughs> you said you really pick up on that it's crazy you're like you're tuned in you're tuned in no he is he is i can i can see i'm sensitive that you are yeah great awareness <laughs> it's just it's just it, I, honestly it just makes me laugh because you're not obviously crowd audience <laughs> she's not doing it on purpose it's just funny because mm -hmm. she's like mm -hmm. <laughs> i can't do it because you always I don't know how you do it. Oh, yeah. You're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, because I'm talking. You're yeah. Like, I was curious, like, this is going to sound kind of random, but I was just interested. Like, what age did you? More random than any <laughs> of the shit I said. I guess it's like kind of random, but I, I, I wanted to, to ask, like, what age did you end up getting sober? Oh, uh, da, 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 da. I guess it was 29. You're 29. No, I'm 42. No, you were 29. <laughs> <laughs> I was 29, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then I kind of like, that was like, I mean, there's other tries before, but that was the one that stuck. And I say this because more for other people who don't know, like sobriety is never just like straight going up. It's like mm -hmm. up, down, up, down. And the the thing is like how quickly you can pick yourself up again is is how you grow um because it starts way way for the back and then and then when i got sober then that was like a big chunk i think i had like one or two little moments where small moments where i i slipped but i basically was sober almost a decade and then i started i felt like my life was so different i didn't even recognize that person who did drugs like i I like going to the gym too much or like I want to go do stuff too much to mm -hmm. like be in the way I did drugs. Like mm -hmm. I didn't do like I, I did very intense drugs mm -hmm. intravenously. So yeah. I, I feel like it's not, that's not a casual, like, Oh, I'm just hanging out like do a little bump or something like, <laughs> uh, but I started drinking a little bit and it was, and then I had this neck surgery I was telling you. And so I started taking like very low THC with CBD. So, mm -hmm. cause I didn't want to take painkillers. Yeah. And it was like, uh, and even though I had to take painkillers, I would write them down, um, and understood what I was going through. So it was like, I felt confident that I, I felt comfortable that I was, that it was okay. And even when I did it, it was fun. And when it's not fun or doesn't feel right, I just like stop. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, life yeah. is better. I'll be honest. Life yeah. is better when you let your brain naturally give itself highs and you mm -hmm. sit with the edges not being, because it's nice to drink a little bit. This sh shaves off the edges yeah. of life, of everything you're going through. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, oh, just some relief. Mm -hmm. But if you can achieve some of the relief through work, the longer term aspect is always better. Yeah. Even in my enjoyment of having it now, because I like, I like food a lot. I cook a lot. And so like sake or wine, I missed that part. I know that everyone's like, oh, that's the gateway back in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but even in that, I still think not doing anything is, can be nice. This is an amazing yeah. way to, amazing way to live. Why are you contemplating it or you don't do it? <laughs> no, no. I was, I was merely interested just kind of in like your creative process and like your, oh, I got like so art. much more creative. When you did. It was, yeah. oh yeah. I always think it's funny 
when people give that much credit to a substance outside. I do like that being said, I mm-hmm. do like the George Carlin idea where like you work hard sober and then maybe mm-hmm. you get stoned or do something to view what you did kind of like different aspect. But you yeah. have to be so disciplined to do that so you don't get stuck just doing it mm-hmm. to create because it's an easy tool. And like we were talking about earlier, like getting bored, sitting there and being like nothing's coming out, nothing's coming out. And just continuing the process is how... You grow and do things. Yeah. You know, it's very easy to be like, you get stoned, you totally get zoned out mm-hmm. to a thing, you know, or work for hours and do coke or like, you know, you do heroin and like the inner voice stops talking and mm-hmm. you're like, I'm free. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're all, they're all quick fixes that are, end up being cheap and then taking, taking away creativity, not yeah. adding to it. They probably just added momentarily because they took away yeah. some other crutch that, would need work to go away from. Yeah. You'd have to actually have to sit in discomfort. Yeah. What about like stage performance stuff? Like did that, did that it's always change? better it when you don't have stuff. I think when you learn to be nervous and use that energy is like, it's a good point. It's powerful. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, some people like to have a little bit of something to feel loose. I, I who am I to judge? I don't know. I'm just saying I've done both. And it's uh, it's nice to at least walk out like prepared, like having spent your time just like you're just like fully absorbing it. It's already such a trip. Mm-hmm. It's already you're so high off of it. I've literally been hung up that MSG show. I just remember it because it was like I've been sober for a year, hung over for two days from that show, mm-hmm. just from the show, just from the emotions mm-hmm. of going on stage and the intensity of it. And not having had maybe that rush in so long. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why you can get depressed on tour or why, like, it's hard to come back to normal life. Because mm-hmm. you're just, you're being thrown up and then you have to go, you're like flat normal. <laughs> yeah. And then as people drink and do stuff because it's like, this is, I'm, this is terrible. I can't sit flat normal mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Um, flat normal. A new podcast by Albert <laughs> Hammond Jr. <laughs> Even like throughout the day, there's like so many just like up. It's crazy. Right. Like there's just never. Right. Yeah. But then you get like, imagine like there's certain times where you get catapulted into it or, or times mm-hmm. during the day, the times you don't want to get into stuff and on stage you have to go and you yeah. get like, it's just something you have to be aware of. Uh, but no, I mean, creatively, my God, I, what I can do now. I'm like a god to how I was. I go back and I think to myself, man, if I had just, I, I have songs that I like that I wish I had just given more time. Or I wish I knew that I could have done the drugs but still given it more time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't, I like was, I, I don't know, I felt in my head I feel like cheap in both ways. Like mm-hmm. I didn't work hard enough. It's like, okay, party hard but then work really hard. Yeah. What age do you visualize when you like think about that version of yourself? Really hard. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was parting from the the beginning. I remember the only reason why I didn't when I was younger, I was just like, my drive was too big. Mm -hmm. I was like, friends here got caught up with stuff. And I was like, I can't do this until like I've succeeded at something. Yeah. And so I think I wasn't aware that I was, I was like, tells himself that. And then as soon as I was like, I succeeded, it was like, well, (laughs) Finally, I've been waiting yeah. for this. That's so much of an addict. And I was like, I will make it. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, we just, yeah, I just, I just partied a lot. That was pretty innocent though and, and happy and you're young, whatever, 21, yeah. 22, 23, 24, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, mm-hmm. getting darker and darker and darker, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So watch out. Yeah, no, seriously. Wait, when's, your, when's your birthday? May 5th. Cinco de Mayo? Yes, it's on Cinco de Mayo. It's pretty fun. <laughs> when's your birthday? April 9th. April 9th? Up. Yeah. Okay. Not Cinco de Mayo. Not Cinco de Mayo. Man, it's close birth- to mine. Is it fun to be on Cinco de Mayo? I guess you didn't have that in Toronto. I mean, it's like... Do you have Cinco de Mayo in Toronto? Yeah. No, I mean, it's like Cinco de Mayo. It's like everywhere. I guess, kind of thing, yeah, the world know? is so small now that it's, yeah. if you're on the internet... Whatever day it is, it is anywhere. <laughs> well, people just want to like, well, will want to drink on my birthday, which is nice, and it's not too big of a holiday that like it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not like sing- people aren't going it's on not vacation. St. Patrick's Day, even like oh, it's right, just I like see. it's but below that. People care about know? St. Patrick's Day still. It's so annoying. Yeah, a little bit. People just want to like a day. To, you know? Of course, there's an excuse. Exactly. <laughs> it's not. I don't want to drink. It's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Come on. And my it's birthday's one of them. Yeah. It's what I do. I let yeah. loose. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing much on my, I'm actually gonna be on tour on my birthday. With I'm the gonna, chili peppers? Yeah, I'm gonna be in, I think I'll just played Fargo. Damn. So I'm gonna recreate the scene from North, but you ever seen North by Northwest with Cary mm-hmm. Grant? It's a great scene where he gets chased by a plane, mm-hmm. a little plane. Old movie. <laughs> what? What's, what's going through your I'm mind? I'm laughing. I'm not gonna tell you what's going in my mind. <laughs> It's like any like. I'm gonna keep one thing for me right there. (laughs) Just one thing. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) I've said. Tell me what's going on in your mind. (laughs) I feel like you should have worn a longer shirt. You keep like you're you're just like. Oh this. "Ah, I, you know what it is? It's like, it's more my pants. Like my pants are, it's like what you did earlier. Tell me about it. They're like, riding. I mean, it's like that. So the, it's less of my shirt. These people don't know. And they're just like, my pants are just going higher and higher. I'm pretty sure they're just like, was, did he come in wearing shorts? No, my, my seat is like falling out and everything. It's fine. Your seat? Like the seat. The seat. Yeah. That's a cool chair though. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I like how that's, that's what you give yourself when you give me, you give, is this why you give me the blanket? It's because like, you if got there's the really multi- cool, like sixties <laughs> chair. I know if there's multiple people, that's kind of why I got this chair. Like this is why, this is why I, I oh, sit like here. A, the, that's or, my excuse. The orgy of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got multiples. We're going to have to pull out the couch. <laughs> yeah. I, I've literally not had one multiple guest yet. This is, I've just said that here. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Technically. Why? Have you had it somewhere else? I had like one, like four person podcast, uh, but oh, it was in like an office. Jesse's space. No, that, that, the four person one I did at like an office. It was just cause I wasn't like, Ooh, this place. is much better than an office. Yeah. Yeah. It was only one episode I did with, yeah. What got you into doing this? Honestly, my sister, my sister, she was like, you should have a podcast. Like she just was just like, you should have a podcast. Like seriously, like I would. Because I, you were just talking to her and she was like, she asked so many questions. So annoying. She should ask other people questions. That's, that's <laughs> definitely it. Yeah. I was like, what do you think is the truest expression of you? And she said, when well, I'm talking to my friends. And then I was thinking, well, like, ideally you would want wow. a world where like that truest expression of you could have a platform. I just like that you asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> and this was her answer. Oh man, I'm, I, I wish I had my sibling. <laughs> that sounds so nice. How... No. How, like how your older sister, yeah. how many years apart? Um, it's cool. Yeah. And you guys are both here in LA. Yeah. 
Yeah, now we are. Yeah. Pretty sweet, but that's why I have a podcast. So we also just like, that's so nice. You have someone not only helping you out, but like you grew up together. So you have, you have, you, there's a different kind of trust. We're building it now. We weren't friends when we were young. No, sure. But yeah. it's subconscious. It's like, great. Even better that you yeah. weren't friends when you, before. It's like, you don't have to be, but it's mm-hmm. like someone who knew you. Are you an only child? Yeah. It's different yeah. when someone knows you, um, through whatever you're doing or meets you out or like introduces you over like, yeah. you know, see you at seven years old to see you throwing up. It's just like, it's, just, it's like a different, mm-hmm. like, what are you going to hide? Yeah. No, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, yeah. You know, you can really be, most people are always trying to hide something. So you learn as a kid, right? You yeah. hide, I need to hide certain things. So people are my friends. Mm-hmm. Cause if I tell them everything about me, I'm going to push them away. Yeah. Um, it's the unconditional love of a family. Like she, she gets like the worst parts of me of and course, she just has to take it. The, cl- the people yeah. who are cl- that's the flip side of the coin. The closest yeah. you, the closer you are to someone, the, the harder you're, you're going to get it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? Well, sure. Well, that, well, you learned, I just mean like, it doesn't matter even if you don't stick around. It's like, why did you hurt someone so close to you? It's just like, because that's the thing. Are you going to hurt someone who's really far away from you? I mean, yeah. it's just like, it's harder to as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, that's, uh, I, I, I remember that going on dates when I got sober and just like, dates just you know mm-hmm. just I, I like dinner i like chatting so it's like it, there's no 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 thing to it it's just like conversation and then curious to see like how far you can be you with a stranger or if you or if you even connect with people you could talk to people and just like you know mm-hmm. the conversation just keeps dying <laughs> <laughs> um or you just don't feel like you have anything to say and like that's i don't know it's always like that's so right. I just dis- discovered speaking about this or like mm-hmm. learning how far I could go and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That was too far. Or like, Oh wow. That's someone be surprised actually what you could say to some people that you'd be on the same page. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then all of a sudden like you're, it feels really good to feel close to what is somewhat of a stranger, you know? Yeah. But close, not close in a way that you guys, years and years of spending together, just like close and like, oh, wow, I said something that was really vulnerable to someone and like they yeah. in return feel similarly. It's just like. Do you feel like you have that with like your bandmates, for instance? Like, I feel like that's like a, it's, its own thing that like, you know. Sure. I mean, that's such a big relationship. So it changes over time. But for sure I had it. I wouldn't I wouldn't have such a big relationship without having it. Do you think is there an aspect of like a an unconditional love there? Would you for say? Sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I love those guys. Even if I'm mad at someone and I hate them, I still love those guys. Yeah. More than anything. They're they're like You can't. Even if you didn't mm-hmm. it's a strange dynamic. You're closer to others and then it shifts, closer to others and it keeps moving, but you've had so much of a life experience together. And we mm-hmm. and we honestly came together and bonded in such a natural, brotherly way that Yeah. You can't not have that forever. Did you start as friends or did it start at the Everyone, beginning? It all started as friends. Yeah. I was the last one to join, but all through friends. And you all knew each other before the band yeah, started? Yeah, all, all through schools of like, 
schooling and different friends. And like I had gone to school with Julian when I was younger. And then he met those guys and I moved to New York. I moved across the street from where he was working accidentally. Mm -hmm. It seems like if you wrote it in a movie, it'd be like, (laughs) it's like, this is fake. You know what I mean? Like, like he rode across the street and then he walked in and saw him and then they then they moved into an apartment together like that doesn't happen yeah and that's what happened mm-hmm. yeah you know and you and like what I was saying you bond over like so we started talking about music and we we didn't look the same but we looked like we were trying to look different mm-hmm. and so there was like a huh like this looks like someone for me it was like this looks like someone who finally I met someone I could move something forward yeah you know, and like, um, went and did the band stuff and I was like, cool, finally. And I, my first band, I'd never been, I'd, I'd always try to get bands together, but couldn't get people together. Yeah. So you had a desire to, to start a band just, for, oh, yeah. Yeah. Try, I tried all 15, 16, 17, 18, Damn. like all the time, but would find a player. And that's why I was just like, dude, I just wrote songs and just did stuff in my four track. Cause I was like, I was like, it was too hard to find people to play with. Yeah. And then like, even if you did, you're like, there was so far they're just uh, and, like not committed or whatever. Well, sure, that's very easy to find people not as <laughs> not as committed or as ambitious. Or they're talking about school, and you're like, "Fuck school, man!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like full on. Yeah. I was just like, "What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like, "Oh yeah, good point. We probably should go back and do some school stuff." But also, their their tastes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, and you didn't know, you don't know how to dictate. You kind of want to tell people like, "No, let's not do that," but. I didn't know how to. I discovered my, I was a, a late bloomer, I guess, in mm-hmm. discovering myself. I feel that, yeah. You like know? you stayed young for a long time. Yeah, I just didn't know how to hone in certain things about myself. Like, like what specific? God, I wish I just. I mean, I guess that's a classic statement. I just wish I could be eighteen with like how I feel about myself now, even mm-hmm. in my insecurities now. Yeah. But there was just like, like. I didn't realize certain characteristics I had that I could have used better. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize my own strengths and I was just stuck in what was wrong? Many insecurities. Yeah. And I should have just pushed through in those strengths. I'd be curious to see um, what I would have discovered in that. Mm hmm. What are some of the strengths you're thinking of? Um, I don't know. When I look back at photos of myself or myself talking, I felt like I had like a, a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, An essence. Charisma or something to like yeah. try to do something more than just like sit there and exist. I felt mm-hmm. like I, I didn't like push myself. I, things I, I wanted. Saying, I love yeah. film. I, didn't, I never pushed hard enough to do that. I, I never like tried to do acting things that didn't push as hard in music. I felt like I could have like pushed more in my mm-hmm. abilities, gone gone to places more, like just been yeah. out and about. And I was like ambitious, but like sometimes I didn't know where to put it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I think that's pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. I mean I I imagine I imagine it's just it's just uh you know. When you look back, you're just like, ah, bummer. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> you can't, you can't get it back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fine if things worked out the way they did and they are what they are. 
and you would think you'd learn from it. You have magazines that are just sealed up in here. You know what it is? Is someone sent these to my house? Like, uh, I, and I just put them it's there. Like a this version like of a the couple, garbage can. Couple days ago, like, and they're just they just have. I don't. Want, oh, it's only a couple of days. I'm like, I don't want to throw it away because then I feel bad. I don't That's even why know I, I, what I they are. I don't like free stuff sometimes because mm -hmm. I'm really picky with what I. Yeah. What I want. And so sometimes when they send me free stuff, I'm like, oh, more, just more stuff. Yeah. To throw out. And then I have yeah. to feel bad that I'm throwing it away. I keep reading this book. It says, just says power. Oh, th that's not even mine, actually. This was, um, <laughs> it's, um, I think it's like the 28 laws of uh, what, oh, something. Oh, no, 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 that's something. not mine. Is, no, it's genuinely not mine. But it, I, I do know the book. I knew the book and I knew the author. <clears throat> he's he's oh, written shit. a lot knew of stuff. You knew the author. Well, not for, not for, I've seen like podcasts of oh, his. Oh, like, uh, I thought you meant like personally. That'd be tight, though. Robert Greene, I think, is his name. It would be. Be nice to know authors. Yeah, I don't know like any. I know authors. That's must be must be nice. Must be. <laughs> I'm curious, like at that time. Um, Why am I holding it so close? It's honestly, it's better for audio. I I always forget oh, to I hold know, it but close. I feel like a little. I'm just like. It's fine. Okay. I feel like at it was that, what time? Good. At the time, like when you guys like first like like. Well, A, it's interesting that you guys actually, because you brought up taste. I was like, that's pretty like, like rare that you guys all had the same kind of, like that you guys all honed in on something. That's just like interesting in itself. Well, but, we had different tastes, yeah. but I'm just saying like, if, uh, it just like us agreeing on something was, that, that's the chemistry of yeah. like, how do you find people? Mm -hmm. So sorry, continue. I don't want to take away. <laughs> I was I was literally, I was, I was curious, like where you guys even rehearsed? Like where was like that? Oh, it was called the music building. It's, what is that? It's a famous building in New York on 38th and 8th. Well, on 8th Avenue between 38th and 39th. Madonna rehearsed there. Mm -hmm. And there's like this whole building you can rent like very cheap and with other bands. Um, and you can make music all, it's open 24 seven. Mm -hmm. Make music all the Damn. time. And it was kind of just like walking there, walking home with those guys is how I just like learned to like, I felt like I was from New York. Yeah. You know, people, some people still don't believe I was born in L.A. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's fine. I don't, <laughs> I don't need you to believe. It's on my passport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what was that kind of like scene like at the time? Obviously not. There was so no, different. there was no scene. That's what's so, mm -hmm. it's so funny. Now there's more, there's more of like a scene. The scene was a bunch of young people who didn't really know, awkward young people didn't really know what was going on, but never that full um, cause we'd always try to go to quiet, shitty places cause we didn't want to be in, I don't know, clubs weren't cool or we didn't, that wasn't our world. And mm -hmm. so we just like, we're in this weird place with just the few rotating people. But that now feels like if I was young is like really packed with more people. Mm -hmm. Everyone looks hotter <laughs> men and women. When I looked at, like I go into a place and like, Oh, they're hanging out at a place. Let's say I would hang out, and when I was like 21, I was like, it just didn't look like this when I was mm -hmm. 21. Yeah. <laughs> but you're saying the people are hotter. It was now. like, yeah, I was like, these people. This looks like this looks like <laughs> like this is like a. I go to New York and these villages. Like this is like a weird dream party. This wasn't the parties we went <laughs> we we went to. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just like a, being a scene. It was just like us. There was these parties we went to called Bar 13 and Don Hills that were like these 60s. I guess a 60s thing was happening. Mm -hmm. Didn't go into our music or anything, but it was just like people got dressed up and 
we always just thought if you went as a band, people would remember five people walking in somewhere. Mm -hmm. Then if you just hand them a flyer, but if you keep going to the same spots yeah. and they're like, oh, that's that band that keeps having annoying band that keeps handing out the yeah. flyers. Mm -hmm. You know, it would, uh, it would stick. Mm -hmm. it's it worked. Yeah, clearly. I did it. <laughs> well, the flyers are pretty magical. Julian made some pretty magical flyers. Mm -hmm. How is it like? How is like the internet changed music for you in your eyes? Do well, you think? we used to connect with Dylan. <laughs> you did. There's like nothing. Like you guys, you you had a way harder time there to was be like discussing. Nothing. Like, nothing. nothing. I was, yeah. in 2004 when we moved apartments. I went on to MySpace because someone told me to go on it. It feels like so dated now. MySpace, and then Page yeah. Six wrote a thing about like the friends I had because I had like I'd follow like six people or whatever and I was just like well I just what do you mean I mm -hmm. just started but also it was just <laughs> like a strange I didn't really I didn't really get it yeah um it was fun my first phone was 23 and I only mm -hmm. got it because I guess I was the one band member who got it because our manager was trying to reach us and I guess I was the res responsible one yeah <laughs> <laughs> or I would keep it I guess um yeah it's kind of nice I kind of like miss the. It's very we, simple. We go so fast mm -hmm. now. And then sometimes I feel like I don't know. Some parts of it are cool and some parts are like you have to relearn how to give yourself discipline to give yourself space. Like we said, mm -hmm. to like not be always engaged. Yeah. It's so easy to just get stuck on it. Yeah. I can't oh, imagine phone. what it's like. Like my daughter, when she grows up, she's going to be like. I didn't have it. I didn't have when I was nine. You just go play outside. You ride yeah. your bike. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, like, and that always sounds like an old person. Like I remember it was better. It's always better mm -hmm. looking back. Yeah. You know, if I look back, even the worst time in my life, like hardest breakup or something terrible, I'd redo it again in a second. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> life is amazing. So I'd go back and do it all. But during it, it'd be like, oh, please just kill me now. Yeah. <laughs> So, why, why do you say that? Like, why do you say it's better in the past? Like just the nostalgia aspect of it? No, I just think you have, you're able to view it without certain things. I think if you were, if you were, if you could go really in the moment, you'd like everything that's happening because it's just like the moment. That's all you have. But the only way to really gauge is to look back. And I just, that's just how I feel. I look back at stuff and even times where I was like, man, I can't wait for this to be over knowing now that it does end mm -hmm. I, would, I wouldn't time is so precious I would go yeah. back to I wouldn't I wouldn't want to not have it mm -hmm. like I wouldn't want to have less time just because it felt like that yeah look what I only knew that I only know that looking back at, at the time yeah. if we were talking I'd be like take me away from yeah. it all yeah erase it yeah no that's something that helps me honestly with like like um navigating pain is like zooming out and like trying to look at my life on a, in a large scale of like, this is just you today. And like you tomorrow exists and you next week exists and you like 25 years exist. And like, this doesn't matter. This is just like part of, part of like where you are in your timeline, you know, just like to zoom out. It helps with my pain, like a little bit. I like that navigate pain. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm like, I've said this on like a, a personal podcast I did, but it, it helps to think like I'm like the younger version of myself. 
because like one day I, will, I won't be, uh, you know? But it, 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 it takes the pressure off me a little bit because I'm just the younger version of myself. I'm just a 24 year old version of myself. I'm not the only one that exists. I'm just, a tw I'm just in the 24 year old version right now. Like you'll look back on and be like, oh, I remember that yeah, version like that of things version. I did. Yeah. yeah, I used to, there was this thing, uh, uh, what, Carl Sagan, Pale Blue Dot, if mm -hmm. you haven't listened to that, it's just four minutes of just beauty. Um, but it was like, it got me like to like, I'd close my eyes and I'd pull out, I'd be like over this house, over LA. And eventually I'd get to like space and I'd, you know, you'd start to pull out so far that it was actually kind of scary because everything loses meaning the further distance you go away mm -hmm. from it, at yeah. least your specific meaning. And then you just see a much grander thing and you're yeah. like, okay, I'm just in this grander thing. It's like a similar version of what, yeah, totally. of what you're saying. You're just, but it, yeah, that does, that stuff, that stuff. It, it honestly does help. You just never want to do it when you're in, when you're feeling uh, yeah. things. Yeah. You just want to sit in, in the, the, in yeah. the, in the feeling. Cause <laughs> it's like. the worst possible way you can look at it. Because yeah. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm we're still just trying in, to figure yeah. that out. I think we're like addicted to pain. I think there's like an, I think that pain is addictive. I think sadness can be addictive. And I think a certain, like you can, you can like to dwell, like that dwell reminds me of this thing. My mom sent me when I was younger ages ago, where this therapist was like our cells get used to certain frequencies. Mm -hmm. And so they're, and they would say that, you know, like if you keep getting called a name or like you like something, your, your cells receptors like build to that. And so they mm -hmm. want to feel that even though you don't want to feel it. Interesting. It's called, was it CMR therapy? Is this, I weirdly have the DVDs of it too. Is this, it's weird that we like some part of us though, like can reject the good though. Like the, like we can, we can be attracted to the good, like the praise or whatever. Or whatever. Not see both though. Yeah. Not be a little more balanced. Yeah. Yeah. You mean like never like accept that you suck, but never accept someone uh, saying like, oh, I really like yeah. that. I'd be like, that's such a lie. I mean, the, yeah. The th but then it's, it's like, you're yeah. the worst person ever. It's like, he's so right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Precisely that. Yeah. I know. Maybe cause it's easier. I mean, maybe that goes back to what I was saying that that's the, that's the inner voice that you have to fight. That doesn't mean anything. It's all, it's mm -hmm. all lies and when you sit above you realize that both compliment and the, the negative it don't matter it's just the it's just the process the constant yeah. constantly being engaged to the process and it doesn't really mm -hmm. purpose of what you're doing it or i don't know maybe isn't the bigger goal it's just like everything you do like enjoy the process yeah. of doing it not yeah. the end result that's not not in, not anything else maybe that's the I don't know, secret to something. You said you're not reli like religious. What is your belief if you have one? I'm, I always keep saying that because I'm almost like at this point, just like not anti-religious. I just, I just find it. <laughs> if you can't see how man-made mm -hmm. it is by reading it, I find it hard to have. It's like the same discussions we keep having <laughs> mm -hmm. about like, you know, like marriage or, you know, just like people always bring up discussions. You're just like, come on, there's certain things that are just like life staples. I, I, I get having the faith or like there's some rituals. I, I feel like we lost rituals in modern culture. And I, I love rituals, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know, like Adam and Eve or like taking every word for the Bible when like man has literally changed. You can see the stories, how they've changed it. And mm -hmm. then like, it just feels, it feels weird. I like 
the ritual of like Christmas doesn't feel religious to me or even Hanukkah or all the holidays. They're just a time. It's a celebratory. You know, yeah, you come together. It's a, it's a make it whatever. It's cool. It's a tree. It's a candle. It's, it's tradition. this and tra- yeah, and tradition yeah. and people come and like, I don't know why everything's so stiff and you can't, it can't like morph and grow. Like, it's all just about people coming together. We don't need to like fight or argue about it. And it like- just never feels religious people never, it never feels healthy. Mm-hmm. It always feels like it's some thing because it's scary to yeah. have no reason to be here. Yeah. Is it, so is that the thing? Is that, is that kind of how you look at it? Is it like kind of nihilistic? Is it agnostic? Is it like absurdist? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to give labels to things like that. It's just, do you feel like it's it's like, like, what's the difference if there's no meaning that only allows you to do what you said, Mm -hmm. which is constantly change your meaning. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So then when you're 60, you're going to, if you're fortunate enough to make it through all the things in life to get there, Mm -hmm. you can have had this whole journey like like why does it need to then and then you don't exist anymore like why isn't that magic Mm -hmm. enough yeah i'd rather dive into like curiosity about the universe and how things were created and the chaos of it and similarities of stuff than like but adam and eve is real yeah it's like it's a fucking metaphor (laughs) yeah yeah no, yeah. They didn't write it for that. Or like Come even on, like, no, like, big no, like Noah's Ark is crazy. I mean, that's Noah's Ark is like a ridiculous one. That's crazy. Also, like who wants to be, who wants to believe in a God like that? If you're a created one, it's just so weird. Like yeah. what a weird story. He was just like, ah, I fucked up. I'm just going to kill everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, mostly everything. It's just like, just a pair it's just like, and things. you've lived life and you're like, I don't know. Once again, that seems very man-made. And, you know, mm-hmm. kings have gone in and rewritten mm-hmm. stuff. And like, yeah. I don't know. And the essence of it is kind of gone. Like, if you want to take the essence of, like, just, like, loving and being kind and, like, maybe the church was there to, like, help the people and people were given their lives and that's why it was tax-free because they were helping people who needed it. And and people would donate to it so that it would, like, people in need could mm-hmm. take up that space. Yeah, and, and, and like, elevate their minds but as well. But it's not like, that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it, not yeah. that at all. Oh, yeah, over time, for sure. I think it started with, like, purish intentions. Sure, but I'm like, saying you like, don't like, need we, to, whatever, however it started isn't yeah. how it is. So I just mean, like, it can be, you can have those pure pure intentions without yeah. following anything. It's just become a business. Yeah. It's just a business. yeah. It's a business that makes a lot of money and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's a way of dealing with life at the end of the day. It's just like, it, it's something to subscribe to that people need, like people need something which reminds to us follow. subscribe, <laughs> always subscribe. I think that's the first time I've ever said that, like on this podcast. <laughs> well, you said it through, it's so funny. It's just the way you said it. I was just like, Oh yeah, subscribe. Yeah. But they do. People people need something to some rule book to follow because they they've they need something to tell them how to navigate this life and like what it, what it all means and it's there. Well, what it's if already, it doesn't mean anything and there's no way to navigate it? Uh, well, the, I I agree with you. I'm, I don't I, I don't understand I'm, like I'm what's so, wrong but with it's that. A, we, we do realize we have like a cynicism. That's it. We're why cynical. Is that, why is that cynical? I mean, because it's it's the why, belief. Because it has to be a bigger okay, picture. No, 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 this isn't this, magical no, enough. That's that's that I, this I agree. chaos in the universe all collided yeah. together and created a. Perfect mm-hmm. environment that over billions of years, mm-hmm. all this was created, and then so quickly we're <laughs> sitting here having conversations mm-hmm. about yeah. it and have like, is 
people who have been here, sharks have been here much mm-hmm. longer and they do it and they must do it in their own way, but they don't yeah. do it like this. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's. You've that, kept the wonder of it. Which why is, is that? Which is why nice. Is that, yeah. There's no, that's, that's not. Did you say cynical? That's not cynical to me. I guess like the cynicism is, is like to, to belief, like, well, you said it, it has no inherent, are you going on time? And yeah, well, yeah, we can. Uh, no, no, it's fine. I, I just want to make sure. What time is it? Uh, 2.04. Okay. Oh damn! Really? It doesn't even feel like that. I feel like most of this is usable. Like it will probably okay. be like two hours long. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so people like it then because they don't like it. You don't. You don't do another one. <laughs> <laughs> Just never talk to me again. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I would. Yeah, I was. I said that early on. We were just talking. We mm-hmm. were just about to get into something that I was mm-hmm. just like, I was so interested. But a- ask your questions. This w- whatever. Well, ask your question. This w- you said like life. Well, I'll end this point. You said life is like inherently meaningless, right? Like that was what it was. No, I said what's wrong with it be- being with meaningless? it not having, <laughs> not even meaningless mm-hmm. with it having a, because that I feel like has a point with it having a. Where like it has to be a bigger thing. Like we have to go somewhere and see the people maybe that we liked because maybe they went down to a different spot. Mm-hmm. It all just seems so. I know. Silly, you see, mm-hmm. like you, yeah. like you see what I mean? Like I, I, I have the same point of view like, as you. I'm like just I miss sometimes people. That I miss my grandmother, but I don't think when I die I'm gonna see her in a place. Yeah. And like, what if? And then how bad would it be if like I end up like in this version going to hell, which obviously just seems like a way, but a good way to like get humans to do what you want to do. Yeah. Like, you don't want to go to this place. Yeah. Like, why would anyone that powerful who creates this mm-hmm. be that human to be like, uh, there's a good place and a mm-hmm. bad place. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. understand the 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 chaos of the universe. It doesn't yeah. make sense to yeah. me. Yeah. I just mean meaningless meaning like. You can constantly create meaning. We yeah. can create new meaning right yeah. now. And then you could be like, that didn't work and create new meaning again. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it, it's like absurdism essentially is like what you're describing. Just is like absurdism. You yeah. keep giving these names. Well, I that's, don't know. That's technically what it is. It's like, if you believe life is inherently meaningless and you give it your own meaning. Cause like, cause I've, I it thought it was like, I know I trust, trust me. Like that. Well, this is a th- everyone I've, I've you've had this, ever known has lived yeah. on this planet and is, Everyone who's ever lived that you've known has yeah. lived on this planet and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no other like magical world that and, they yeah. came from. Yeah. Sorry. You know, this is the argument that I've been pitched that it's like, well, you're like, cause I've made the exact same argument as you. Tell I'm me, like, I this is, know. this is, know. I'm like, there's no, like, this is just what it is. Like, what do you mean? No one's going to convince me. I can't, I can't believe something that's also not true. I have no proof of this being true. How can I believe this? Yeah. How can I believe that there's a God? How can I, I just can't, I can't brought my head around that. It's not true. And what do they say? The, well, the, the point is, is like, well, you need to like, there's no proof of this not being true as much as there's a proof of it being true. Like you're choosing a, a cynical viewpoint of, to believe that nothing matters, like nothing, none of this, like there's no purpose to this. Like you, yeah, sure. You can create your own, but like to the actual like grand scheme of life. But then to that, I would be like, well then describe the purpose Mm-hmm. of a star existing and eventually imploding mm-hmm. it's it in that's itself a, it has point. its natural yeah. purpose yeah. because what it when it dies and what it pushes out mm-hmm. might create something else it's how we were created yeah. so we're here and our purpose is we are 
living it. What you might ripple in life mm-hmm. might lead to something else. And it's just yeah. in the long run of like, how long do we uh, last? Yeah. Like the sun is eventually going to blow up and we'll be dead. Like, no, I, that's is, an excellent is, point. That's, honestly, that's, that's yeah. the meaning where I'm saying like, you're like trying to give it meaning. It's like, okay, but <laughs> it's, it feels like a video game that someone's like, Oh, I'll just give it 5 billion years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how long it'll, it'll, it'll be till, Till it is, they're telling you it's cynical, because because they're looking at that as negative, and that to me isn't negative because we exist in something more positive than what they created in mm-hmm. their meaning. Yeah, <laughs> daily if we wanted to. Yeah, just the magicalness of of talking to people or sharing feelings or understanding someone or mm-hmm. like. Being human beings together, it's pretty. Yeah. It's enough. I mean, there's enough to wonder in there that doesn't have to lead to like someone made it so that mm-hmm. we could all go. It kind of takes away a lot of its beauty. Yeah. There's so much chaos mm-hmm. and so much destruction. I mean, we, we do so much what happens in the universe. So much destruction happens and then new stuff is born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why are we trying to like flatten that? No, no, it's cool. It all like even, you know, mm-hmm. like. No, I, I completely agree. I think it just helps. I guess like it's from person to person and like who, if it's affecting your life negatively to have a cynical mind, like maybe it's not affecting you. Maybe it's affecting me. Maybe that's why I heard that piece of advice. No, people maybe always I say it that. and it upsets me when I, they say yeah. like I'm being cynical. I, I get like. Do people say that? Yeah, that's why I'm debating oh, you yeah. right now because yeah. you're saying it. I'm like, what the fuck? Who said that? Yeah, no, I, I, I've been told the same thing too. You know, I don't. It's I also don't, a highly uh, sensitive person thing. You're like prone to be cynical. I don't, but I just don't see why. I mean, I have that problem. I'm just like, why don't you see it like I see it? I should probably. Yeah. No, I, I trust me. I'm, it just I'm sometimes you, you find you. It's like um, it doesn't feel. It feels like just inherited mm-hmm. faith. Like it's just like, well, it's better to believe than not. Yeah. <laughs> You know, or like this or that. I don't know. It's just like, and I just, maybe I just, I crave to create something new. Mm-hmm. Like I want those people who are smart. Cause I feel like a lot of people like that are very smart. I'm not talking about like a very mm-hmm. obvious person who's like, doesn't believe in evolution. Yeah. Like we don't need to go <laughs> yeah. there. I mean, people who are like just religious, but who are also very, very smart. I just feel like I want to create something new. Mm-hmm. That's based on being alive what for so long. What we can see. Yeah. No, based, not in what we can see because mm-hmm. we don't see certain stuff, but being alive so long. We've, walking the desert of the Arab lands mm-hmm. before Christ compared to now is a very different space to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like maybe, you know, there's certain things that became parts of religious practice because they would kill you. Yeah. You know, you, you drank wine because water would kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, or whatever, you know, the shellfish or pork because they couldn't refrigerate stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not like, so that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Why, like you still do that blindly thinking it's like part of a faith when it's yeah. just like part of what they had to teach people, the metaphors they had to teach people to stay alive. Yeah. Passing down stories. There's no like world in which this wouldn't have happened. Like that religion wouldn't have happened. Cause like, that's the point is like these things would have been made cause people exist and like, you need this. Happen. I mean, in a way I'm creating my own yeah. version of it. Pe- yeah. People can say that I've had that mm-hmm. and be like, you know, like I don't mind saying that there's something else. I just don't think what we've created 
is the plausible mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And it's just because it just seems too human. Yeah. So unless you're telling me like some like 12 year old, we're living inside some 12 year old cell and that's mm-hmm. our whole universe. And he created it somehow. It just feels too man-made. Yeah. Whereas like the sun having a certain amount of time and blowing up doesn't seem man-made. That seems like that's what nature does. Yeah. It just like erodes things slowly over time and creates new things. And what you think is complete destruction is the beginning of something really beautiful. Mm -hmm. So that feels natural. And then everything we create is just like sidewalks, straight Mm -hmm. house. (laughs) Yeah. I I agree. I mean, I'm I'm with you on. I don't really think it has like. So I'm preaching to the choir over here. No, you are. Trust, <laughs> like uh, trust at me. Home, just like, yeah. No, no, I you you are preaching to the choir. If if anything, I've just tried to adapt. Like may, maybe again, like to my point, like maybe it's just affecting my life negatively, and I need to like I don't know. Like it might, it's probably a personal. Oh, you think thing. this is affecting your life negatively? I think to be, that's why to I got told. I think I think I got. That's why I got told that. So like, oh, I, think I get told told that one if you, I go to. Like I, I, my ex, uh, thoughts become too ex, ex, mm-hmm. existential, yeah. and like I'm trying to like. And then it's like, why were you know like what's the point? Like the whole, you know, the, my therapist brought up uh, the myth of Sisyphus, where you just you're taking the rock up and then you have to start all from yeah. scratch again. Yeah. That's that's like a cynical point mm-hmm. of it, but I feel like there's there's uh, or a thing something you just have to take and find beauty in yeah. the everyday mundane stuff and that that too like I enjoy washing my plates now it's like a mm-hmm. moment like you have to enjoy those things maybe that's just the way they um, told a story for you to understand that I don't know it happens you're going through it now I go through mine because I'm like I see my lo- I see the when I was 24 I never thought about getting like older, I was like, I'll be in my twenties. Like it felt like forever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like 42 and I'm like, I can like see the, not the end, but I can, I, 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 I in 10 years, I'll definitely be thinking of like, Oh, I only have so much time. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's just, I relate to it. Now I see like a, I watched the Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr. thing senior mm-hmm. on Netflix. And I related to his father mm-hmm. more. Like I could just, I felt myself being, old like that and, and like not having the strength to do what I could do when I was younger and like what it would feel like and what I would what I what I would do to would it you know like how would I take that you know like just I guess do the best you can with what you have at the time yeah. but, but it seemed weird that life I could understand getting to there mm-hmm. so when I was younger I, I was just like sure that it, it exists when yeah. I was way younger it was just like people were born old yeah you know? literally my grandmother's just, you know, she was never my <laughs> age. She's just yeah. old. Yeah. But like, it's weird to all of a sudden, it's so funny. My elbow here shakes my hand a little bit. Where is it? <laughs> Am I like, is this possible that it's like, it's probably just like a muscle thing. Here? Yeah. For me, I hope not. <laughs> I can also get to back that one moment, dog. <laughs> I saw it. I video. Get me the footage now. <laughs> this is just questions like I just wanted to know. What is, oh wait, let me, let me, let me get them ready. Oh boy. What's your least favorite popular song with strokes that you hate performing? My least favorite song due to not liking, due to not liking it or it being hard? 
due to like it being overplayed you just don't you're like you think it's overhyped i mean overplayed's hard because my thing is always like even if when i have to play last night it's hard to be jaded watching a crowd like something yeah you know and those things can change but let me just see like if i was if a song was to be pulled up right now i'd be like ah Easier on tour. Oh, easier. Oh, I forgot about that too. Yeah, I forgot about the mic. It's fine. We, it's it's fine. Uh, easier on tour to figure that out. Um, I mean, I, I guess last night's funny because it's like the one people know and like you always know, play it, and it's kind of like like I've done this. Whatever. Yeah. You know, but I, I try not to. Once I'm once once again, I feel like you can do that, or you can just be grateful totally that you have this song and that people are moved by it and just perform it and find find the find what's fun in watching the energy of a large crowd Mm -hmm. release joy yeah and that's not about you anymore and then you can enjoy the song yeah i mean to be honest at a certain point you don't enjoy to entertain some enjoyment is gone in the sense of like what moves you song wise, mm-hmm. but what moves you is entertaining. Yeah. Is, is moving people. Yeah. And then that's what moves you. The songs are a little dead in you because you're looking at new songs mm-hmm. or old things that you're, you thought of, or like, they're not things that you're like, this means a lot. Occasionally it pops up and it means a lot in that mm-hmm. moment, but it's not about that. It's about, it's about other people being moved. Yeah. What's the most underappreciated song in, in your repertoire and, and strokes, in your yeah. eyes? Underappreciated. Underappreciated. Um, I don't know. I feel lucky that, I thought it was cool that one of my favorite songs off Come Down Machine was Call It Fate, Call It Karma. And it might've been because this young person put it on a playlist. I never forget her name, but it became a popular song. So I thought that was cool, but maybe that would have been Unappreciated is a weird way to maybe something I thought would be popular. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I, th- cause I, I don't know. In general, though, I, I sometimes I'll listen to a song of mine mm-hmm. and not think that the song. It's like oh, I thought it would have been bigger, but I actually feel like oh, I wonder wonder why I didn't I couldn't connect with more people. Like it it feels like something that would be more successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there one that sticks out in your library? I guess I have a song on Friends of Trouble that I love playing live. I don't think people even like it. And this isn't what mm-hmm. I was talking about. Yeah. Why is this more successful? But I'm just like, when I was writing it, I thought more people, I thought it would mm-hmm. be like, because it, it just it moves me so much. It meant so much for me. It's a song called Harder, Harder, Harder. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh man, this is so cool. But it's just like, you know, it's yeah. just, I guess it's fun for me. But, yeah. but maybe that's the point. You have those and you have totally. like, songs that people want to hear. What's the most personal song you wrote? They're all very personal. Mm-hmm. If you look really deep into the songs, it's always about... Well, I mean, on this new one, when I send it to you, you can... Um, I can be very specific because I went over it unlike other stuff. But a lot of stuff is just like... Just like a shadow and things I've done and 
ways I've hurt people, things I've done in relationships, kind of like laid out very plain. I always find it very funny when people mm -hmm. can't can't uh, see it or like even just even early on I would say stuff like that just like I saw the way people I've seen like interactions between people that it doesn't feel normal and how you would in school or how people say what's normal and so like the normal change and then the fantasy change and so like t just talking about that what's that line in that song I don't remember now. I see you have to, I almost need to prep, <laughs> mm -hmm. prep for these a little bit mm -hmm. to answer that, to be super spot on. Yeah. Let's just, let's just make it it. And if you want to do it again, we do it again. I just, I just <laughs> feel like, cause if not, I'll just, it could no, spark, well, like yeah. it could spark another hour. And all of a sudden I'm just like <laughs> lying on the floor. I'm like, you know what? I just, I fucking give up. That will be our, our second episode. That, We're just on the ground. It's, yeah. it's almost like, I mean, that's, that's what it has to be. It has to be that's so. We'll do it you, on the You ground. have to do the podcast where it's so long that you stop talking and you start talking about something else. And it's almost like, <laughs> it's like having a trip with someone. And then at the end, no, you're just like, yeah. you, you're so comfortable that you're just kind of like. <laughs> What's your take on showering? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I, I, I shower. Okay. I shower. <laughs> My goal is to look like I don't, but smell like I do. That's a nice achievable goal. Albert, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. You're a great guest. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're, you're welcome. You're an awesome guest. Thanks for having me. You're an awesome host. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.